Okay, so it's two parts of this white bottle and six parts of the green bottle, right? I I dumped like six things of bleach in there already. And two when? ammonias. Uh, when? You went to the bathroom. You said the dump No, them we there? were supposed to talk this out because I already did that. Well, I found that two boxes of used batteries uh, in the porno room. I threw that in there as well. Get rid of them. Yeah. Dude, that was for the Sibian that was going in there. Whoa. Who approved that? The the Okay, so that game got way out of hand the other day, and some guy fucking bet Jerry uh, a Sibian. Oh, shit. Yeah, and fucking Jerry threw down a four of a kind. I don't know. Oh, I, I yeah. saw pictures of it. It looks like a... DeWalt Salzaw with a dildo on the end, but they're calling it a Sibian. Anyway, dude, you like oh, you just shocked the hell out of this moat, man. I'm pretty lightheaded right now. Yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, all right, well, let's get our COVID masks on. Ajax uh, Yeah. Oh, Not this fucking guys, guy. Uh, sir, you're going to have to take that back outside like the yeah. last time. I'll put the chainsaw down. Okay. You got, and you're gonna have to put a mask on, not for the pandemic reasons, but somebody over here just fucked up shocking the moat. So, ain't wearing it for the for the COVID. Ain't wearing it for the moat, dude. Don't give a shit. I can't smell anything. Can you guys smell anything? Maybe I got COVID. What I do have a problem with is, listen, I okay. understood. I understood the last movie. I come in here with a chainsaw. You give me a chainsaw movie. Yeah. Duh. But th- this is the next movie that you give me? I don't get it. You came in with a diaper. <laughs> Look, that's... Well, I call that's, you a customer dick nose, so... That's yeah. my after-work outfit, for one. And for two, why do you guys hate me? Uh, you come in here, you put two-stroke gas exhaust all through the store... I'm pretty sure you're kissing the movies. There's lipstick on half of our on our most friend uh, family friendly films everywhere. Yeah, everywhere throughout the store. There's no sign. And then that every says, other time, no sign that says I can't kiss the movies. Oh man, I should pour that motor oil in here too. No man. Yeah. Jerry had like a whole shitload of used motor oil. How, back dude? Then. How are we ever going to fill this thing with koi fish if it's all fucking? Okay, listen, guy. Every other time you come in here, you complain about something. These movies are 99 cents. Five-day rentals. Yeah, we work real hard on picking these movies. It's not that bad. I know the guy from the poker game who lost his Sibian. He's always talking about all the great movies he's getting. Uh, I sent my kid down here last week, and I know that he's a tough teen, but he came home with a movie that he loved. Oh, is that that little shit that spray-painted? Yeah, he he spray paints everything. Yeah, you might want to look into that, dude. Terrible you parenting. Got, you guys have never Listen, given me one good movie. We try to... Your tough teen kid came in. We gave him a movie about a tough teen. You come in with a chainsaw, I give you a movie about a chainsaw. You come in with a diaper, I give you a movie with a guy. Two guys in a diaper, okay? I, I can't win here. Yeah. All right? Oh, man. Dude, I am getting fucking stoned on these fumes. Like, I'm not, I don't necessarily hate it. You guys want to put a little 
chainsaw oil in this bad boy? I mean, go for it. All right, I'm going to dump some in. Dan, Dan, go get that train CD and, and put that on, man. I had drops of Jupiter in my head all day. Can't feel my hands. Yeah. All right. How about this? How about you pick any movie, any movie in the store you want? All right. Just. Yeah, we'll give, you a, we'll give you a redo. Yeah. I'm gonna go look. Yeah. You want to leave your chainsaw up here? Yeah. Sure. I'll leave it by the counter. Hey, I like that you guys took a took took off the protective barrier around the moat. Well, yeah, we were trying to clean it right as you came in. So. Oh shit. Oh. Oh, I think he's gone, dude. Yeah. He tried to reach out and have me grab the chainsaw, but I'm not an idiot. I've never seen so. a real skeleton in my life. Yeah. Is it a skeleton or is it just like... Bones? On this he's week's gone. episode, Nothing But Trouble from 1991. What's up, all you five-day renters? That's the name of our fans, guys. I named our fans. Five-day renters? Yeah. Does that sound... Kind of sounds like uh, what we're facing here in America with the evictions. <laughs> you got five days to move your shit, y'all. Poignant. Too soon? Too soon? Wow, Dan, you hate low-income renters and unions. <laughs> Not true at all, Kron. Not true at all. We really? love all you. Really the upper crust of this podcast, dude. Listen, they don't need houses. Obama already gave them a free cell phone so they can listen to our podcast. <laughs> you're, you're digging a deeper moat, buddy. Did Obama give him free data, though? <laughs> Probably. I mean, yeah. If you talk to the conservative media. <laughs> yeah. And a car and, you know, 16... Um, Bricks of gold, too. All I know... Yeah, let's not... All I know is anytime I've gotten a stimulus check, there's been an an R next to the name of the president that initiated it, so... Yeah. You should think twice. Think twice about handouts. Um, Speaking of hands... Did you guys regret pressing play on this one? This this feels like a movie that was written by someone who got kicked in the head by a horse. Do not talk about Dan Aykroyd like that, because he wrote the Blues Brothers and Ghostbusters. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, and the I think the main difference there was that he did not direct the Blues Brothers, nor direct I said the wrote. Ghostbusters. No, I know, but I mean, if you're going, one of these things is not like the others. I had seen this movie before. I've seen this movie several times. Um, used to be on HBO all the time when I was a kid. So I kind of knew what we were getting into. Um, but I got to tell you, if you stuck around last week for our after shower show where Dan revealed it, 
I kind of made a big deal about not wanting to watch this. I stand by that reaction, but I actually did have a little bit of fun watching this week. I had fun in the sense that this is clearly a peek into a deranged mind. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is a yeah, this is a forty million dollar do what you want. Mm-hmm. This is the reason Studio Notes exists, right? Is anybody su- surprised at Dan Aykroyd's career? Like. Maybe not early on, but later on, like True Lies and all that stuff. True Lies. That's Tom Arnold. Oh, same yeah. guy, right? Fuck no. Two very different people. Mm-hmm. So Dan Aykroyd didn't marry Roseanne? No. There's probably like a threesome that went on. Dan Aykroyd, I think he still does the, like a syndicated blues radio oh, yeah, show. That's right. As Elwood Blues. And then he's got that Crystal Skull vodka. Mm -hmm. He's probably still trying to catch a ghost or something. Yeah, he he comes from a family of like legit Ghostbusters and paranormal investigators. He's also a huge like UFO proponent. How didn't he have that fucking TV show? Where he was trying to find uh, the P-tapes, the Trump P-tapes. What? Was that him? Or was, thinking that, of, or was that Dan Aykroyd? you thinking of Jesse Ventura? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to find the P-tape. You're saying that Dan Aykroyd... I got all the way through L. Still haven't found the P. You're saying Dan yeah. Aykroyd had a TV show where he was trying to track down the Trump Piss tapes from Russia? That sounds ludicrous, Dan. Yeah. But after watching this movie, could you... I mean, I could kind of see that. It wouldn't surprise me if he was out there looking for them. And yeah, it to me, it sounds more like an internet broadcast kind of thing. Yeah. Like a... Like an info info was wars. It, was it like a Ripley's Believe It or Not type show? Correction. It was Tom Arnold again, guys. <laughs> yeah, he has a he had a TV show on Vice where he was trying to hunt down the PP tapes for Donald Trump. Tom Arnold wow. did? Tom Arnold yeah. did. Or not for Donald Trump, just to prove that they existed. <laughs> Mr. Trump, I'm going to get those piss tapes back for you. <laughs> maybe we need to cover some that's, Tom Arnold on this show. Maybe that's, yeah, because Trump saw True Lies. <laughs> that was the last spy movie he saw. So he wanted a real spy to come in and help him out. You're a real spy, How, right? I find it amazing that you are mixing up Tom Arnold and Dan Aykroyd. Nah, dude. Same guy to me. Wow. I uh, His brother gets a story by credit on this. Yeah, he's the guy that... Uh, he's the uh, 
chaperone there at the hotel. The the chauffeur, the bellboy. Yeah, the Irish one. Door opener. Yeah, the bellboy. Door hop, bell hop. Cleans that yeah. beamer. Yeah, there's some definite uh, the 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 Motorhead stuff in this is a Dan Aykroyd thing. Like he also is a like a hardcore Motorhead. So like all the little references to like the 3.3 liter of the BMW, all of like the the shots of all of the um the bone stripper like engines and motors and all that shit. Like he's all about that. So. You know a lot about Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. I I put Dan Aykroyd, he's probably top five SNL cast members for me. I He's in my absolute dream cast, I think. And I, I find the Blues Brothers to be amazing. The Ghostbusters is probably in my top ten. So there's, there's a bummer of... Is there a version of Nothing But Trouble that is maybe talked out for a year with somebody and then there's another director that kind of handles it and and reins it in? I just don't see... It's like if a studio executive came to Dan Aykroyd and said, we want you to make a movie, like right off the dome, tell me something that's funny. And Dan Aykroyd said, when people eat food, the executive was like, okay, like, where's that going? And it's like, that's it. That's funny. People eating is funny. (laughs) Or just. They're either old people or they're scared people. Yeah. Or it's just, okay, maybe give me one more idea. And he's like, really fat people. Okay, what are they doing that's funny? No, they just exist. They're just fat. It had to have been, what, because it's 91, so Ghostbusters 2, coming off of Ghostbusters 2, maybe. I, you know, maybe they greenlit it because he had, he showed the script or some shit to Chevy Chase, and Chevy Chase wanted to do it, so they thought, oh, the writer of fucking Ghostbusters and Chevy Chase and John Candy are going to be in a movie. Mm-hmm. Why not? No, I mean, it sounds really good on paper. Well, no, I'm thinking that all the studio execs were, oh, Dan Aykroyd's going to write it, Chevy Chase is going to be in it, cool. I don't know if anybody read it first. I agree with you. Like, if he had said, oh, it's going to be about uh, this dick-nosed guy who eats, and he's real gross, and he's got a fucked-up family, and Chevy Chase is going to phone it in, and John Candy's going to phone it in, like, John Candy barely speaks in this movie. Oh my! It. I wonder if they filmed all the cross-dressing stuff first, because he seems to be into that and having fun. Feels like he's kind of trying, but when he is just John Candy, I think he. I don't know it. who's trying less, him or Chevy Chase. Three well, I, scenes, maybe. Yeah, I thought Candy was the best part of this movie. Oh. His character at least does something. His character is the only one that moves the plot forward. Like getting you from 
beat to beat to beat. I think the thing yeah, that, and then that fucks off that moves mm-hmm. the plot the most is a trap door opens up. That's what moves <laughs> this plot the most. Or a sliding door or a trap door or something. Conveyor but- belts, slides. A button um, gets pushed. Pulleys. A roller coaster. Yeah. This plot is mechanically moved forward. <laughs> this plot doesn't s- seem like it's difficult, but I don't know. I felt like I felt like it took me four hours to watch this the first time. I got you, dude. I got you. But yeah, guys, tonight we're covering nothing but treble. Directed by Dan Aykroyd. 1991. And I guess, uh, anything else, gentlemen? Or are we ready to, we better to bone strip this thing down. Let's bone strip it. I'm actually going to requ- uh, request that you refer to me as bone stripper for the rest of this episode. I, we will do that. But as the show goes on, you have to remove a piece of clothing each time we call you bone stripper. All right. He's he's had too many beers. Don't say that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll, I also only have I only have two articles of clothing on. <laughs> yeah, I just got a shirt. <laughs> yeah. Shirt and a hat. I have a shirt and my 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 lounge bottoms. We'll we'll, we'll call your headphones a a piece of uh, clothing. And your watch. Well, then, I, then I won't know when you're calling me bone stripper. All right, folks, we start off. Oh, oh, hey, sorry. What was the theme? Why did we watch this movie? Oh, shit. God damn, we are a podcast, aren't we? Ah, the theme for this category is Bones' category, uh, parental, uh, parental discretion advised, right? Viewer discretion. Viewer advised. discretion advised, sorry. Whew. Yeah, all of our parents had to approve us to watch this one. <laughs> And uh, last week we did brain scan with uh, was Bones's pick. Nothing but trouble is the second pick here. And if you stick around later, Kron is gonna introduce our final pick for this category. How's it shaping up so far, Bones? The category? Yeah. Uh, it has not gone remotely like I thought it would. <laughs> This completely veered it. We'll see what Kyle brings it back. But I don't really care. To me, the category is simply a, a way to narrow down what movie we watch. So, We are the best category podcast out there, period. <laughs> Suck on that. We open our movie with generic-ass blue lettering and a generic-ass flyover of... New York City with all the sites of all the famous buildings. Hey, big surprise. Uh, I'm going to be the first one to jump in here. Um, seems like something out of like a rom-com of the time, right? Yeah, I can like see that. The, like the, the New York skyline and the Ray Charles song. You know, seems like a movie like Billy Crystal is going to be in or early Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can so. see that. Do you well, think they did that 
it, was that done as like, a, hey, you have no idea where this movie's fucking going? Or did they do it because they just assumed this is how you're supposed to open a movie? I think maybe, yeah, that was like a 90s thing. Because there's multiple films that kind of do that way. Yeah, I feel like the shots of the city, that seems pretty normal. I was I was going to say when I first turned this movie on, there was something really weird that happened with the stream where the song was playing super slow. So it was like, like that's how it sounded when I first... Oh, no, that's how it is. Well, that's what I thought. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? And then... uh like, it was still going by the time Chevy Chase gets out of the car and starts talking. I was yeah. like, oh, there's got to be something wrong here. Uh, if, I, if I'm if i immediately trying to re-edit this movie, it made me think of... Um, shit, what was it that opens up with the the guy in the like a baker or something and it, you think it's blood but it's jam is that amsterdam yeah okay um why wouldn't this movie open with like the preparation of food for the catering of the party like if they would have done like some gross stuff or like mechanical things like fl- the flame of the caterers and stuff you know what i mean like do some of that shit that kind of ties into it sets you up a little bit I would have started at the mansion in Vulcanvania, like going through the house and shit, through the yard, and going all the way into New York and hitting them right there. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a or, suck yeah. through. Yeah. yeah. Or you do a cold open with somebody that gets pulled over, you know, yeah. and like taken into it or something. A yeah. Bone stripper, yeah. Yeah, they should have moved the, the part with the the bad teenagers to like the beginning where you just see them get, you know, pulled over, taken in. Daniel Daniel Baldwin. (laughs) Yeah. But that would have been like a good opening. You see them, you know, get taken to the judge and then get sent to the bone stripper. Yeah. Maybe you don't see the judge. He's hidden behind the thing or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One of them just shouts out, why does your nose look like a dick? (laughs) That's when he pulls a lever or some shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, this was hard R, but I guess they wanted it edited down to a 13, which is no. What did this end up at? Is this PG-13? Yeah. I know there's one fuck for sure. There's a shit. It's one of the most terrifying films I've seen. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. Not as gross I as I remember it. Maybe maybe a hard R would fix it in a way. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If you're going to okay, be sorry. a bear, you'd be a goddamn grizzly. Folks, that's the uh, first Baldwin in five-day rentals history, I believe. But don't worry, it won't be the last. Hell no. All We're right. We're only going to do the ones that matter. We got a... Billy. <laughs> Billy and Steven. <laughs> yeah. Who's who's Biodome? Steven. Steven, mm-hmm. okay. All right. Willie or Billiam Waldwin is uh backdraft. Mm-hmm. And we're not touching the Wahlbergs. Fuck those guys. 
Um, we got a car that pulls up. We got uh, Dan Aykroyd's brother here playing a... I guess he works at the hotel, right? He opens it up. Doorman. 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 He's a doorman. There you go. How the fuck could we not think of that? Chauffeur, bellboy. We're drunk. Um, We got our first look at the Brazilianaires here. They're brother and sister. They will come on in uh, later on in our story. Next up, we got uh, Mr. Chevy Chase, Mr. Chris Thorne. Uh, he gets out of his car and immediate sl- immediately says, 110 blocks in 15 minutes, not bad for a r- one-eyed Russian immigrant. And uh, he continues to walk into the party. The door boy tells him that there's a big shipment of, I believe it's wine that had just showed up. And he asked who's having a party. He said, you are. He said, oh, uh, looks expensive or something along those lines. Um, we got the bellboy here. He tells Mr. Thorne, thank you for the financial advice that he gave him, that his stocks have went up five points. He said, if you want another good advice, sell it. And then he kind of walks into the building. Do you guys think this, would you call this a comedy? Yeah. Yeah. It it thinks itself as a comedy. Because I felt like, like Brazilianaires was supposed to be a joke, but that's not really funny. That's just that's just two words that sound alike that got smushed together. It's clever. It's not a joke though. They are Brazilian. The they, first I I think is there's a lot of swings and misses for sure. Like the one eyed Russian thing doesn't play his whole cocky like who's throwing a party but like that doesn't work i don't think the funniest thing to me is coming up uh, or the first funny thing is the free bag of shit Mm -hmm. like that line yeah i mean there but that's a good there i get what you're saying yeah yeah it's just like none of this film felt like a comedy to me I think it all, well, it's two characters, really. It's the judge and it's Chevy Chase that's are supposed to be your comic. And then I guess the twins. Yeah. Because uh, Aldonia, or Aldana, what's her name? Aldonia. She's not really funny. I mean, is that supposed to be funny? I didn't laugh. It's supposed to be funny. It it thinks it's... Now, I just said, what, 10 minutes ago that Dan Aykroyd to me is like top five SNL, but I'm also the first guy to say like, hey, there's a lot of shit from the first few years of SNL that they think is funny that is not funny. Like, it just doesn't carry over. So, at the time, Brazilianaires probably was fucking hysterical. Like, people thought Chevy Chase could do no fucking wrong, so... I think if you describe the comic relief, though, as Chevy Chase and then the judge and then the twins, that's just a downward slope of terrifying imagery. (laughs) Yeah. John Candy and drag. 
<laughs> Guys, it's nothing but trouble. Come on. Um, <clears throat> Dan's looking at his notes like, God damn it. <laughs> We're five lines in, guys. Um, yeah. We got Thorne. He walks into the lobby here to catch the elevator. We see the Brazilianaires. They're getting in. She yells at, I I save it for you. And he says, oh, she says that to every guy. Uh, apparently, there's a party going on in his apartment. Uh, this is where we see Demi Moore's character, Diane. She's got two dogs. She's going up to the elevator as well. Uh, we got another, she gets in the elevator. We got another couple that's chasing him down. He jumps in, uh, Chevy Chase does. Um, they start to talk back and forth in the elevator. She starts crying for some reason. I think, is that because of her divorce, I guess, maybe? Well, I don't think she's married. I just think she's with the guy. Or breakup or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's the only reason I can think she starts crying. Uh, she says sorry. He invites her to the party up for a drink. He's got some file in his hand, something about a landfill. I think it's like an auction or some shit. Uh, she grabs, she sees it and reads it and grabs it and gets all pissed off. And uh, elevator stops on her floor. She takes off. He uh, takes all of her shit so she can he can give her a tissue or whatever. So he comes off the elevator with an espresso machine. He's so thanks for the espresso machine and the bag of shit, which yeah I thought was a good joke. Mm-hmm. And he gets back in and goes up. We cut to Demi Moore's apartment here. She's calling Howard. I or she's calling a representative of Howard. Howard's her ex-boyfriend, I guess. She's upset. Uh, This is where we learn that she's a lawyer. She wants to come down there to talk to him about this. Apparently, it's a deal that she didn't know about or something. Uh, The lady on the phone's like, you're pretty much not coming down here. He's busy. Uh, Cut to her showing up at Thorne's party. And he asked her if she wants a drink. They go over. She asked if he's going to this auction. Uh, he says, like, ah, I'm not sure. Maybe. And then she asked if she, uh, she can borrow his car because apparently a rich lawyer doesn't have a car in New York City. It is New York, though. Yeah. Probably got like a driving service or take a cab. That's what rich people buy, cars. I don't have anything else to buy. I, I bet you there's a shit ton of rich people in New York that do not own cars. That's why I'm rich. I don't own a car. Why don't I own this car? You're getting too distracted by a good movie. The service is too much. The oil. I own that oil. Why are you, you throwing were- away that oil? So Chris Thorne, he is he's kind of into Demi Moore. So he's like, wait, wait, wait. I, you know what? Maybe I will go with you. I was you trying to go, go in drive. to Daniel Plainview, going to get his oil changed, and he's getting mad because they're throwing away the oil. And he's like, no, I want the keep the oil. And the guy's like, no, we got to get rid of it. it's bad oil. And he's like, no, 
I recognize that. I'm also just looking at 30 minutes into the podcast. And we got all. They're not even guys. on the road yet. I thought you were workshopping uh, Daniel Plainview in Nothing But Trouble. Oh my god! Five stars. Um. So. Yeah, he's like, okay, I'll drive you pretty much. So we cut to the next day. Uh, oh, the Brazilianaires interrupt and they're like, oh, Chris, you're going for a drive. Like, we'll join, we'll ride along with you. He's like, ah, we're waking up way too early. You guys wake up late. Like, he's like, oh, no, we'll be there. And whatever. We cut to the parking garage elevator opening up. We got Chevy Chase coming out. He's obviously hung over. We got uh, Mike, the bellboy there, who pulls up the car. Uh, he says, Hey, like I'm fucking hung over, dude. Just give her the car. Would you be cool if the doorman was driving your car as hard as Mike pulls up in that car? I mean, it's supposed to be drove like that. It's I guess it's a yeah. beamer, man. Precision machine, dude. You gotta put it through Fuck its paces. And he never drives it, so those tires are pretty new, so I'm sure it's uh every time he pulls off it's a you know, uh-uh. real like audio. If I, got, if I take my car in for an oil change or anything, I fucking watch the mechanic like drive it from the parking lot into are, the thing. Like, you are you like be careful up on like, that ramp, motherfucker? Why are you getting rid of that oil? <laughs> I know a guy who who would want this. <laughs> so we cut back to the ele- or the parking garage elevator doors opening up, and we got a awkward posed by what's supposed to be a sexy Demi Moore here because she's like fucking with her shoe I didn't find that sexy but apparently Chevy chased it alright um, me and Dan are into the different stuff I guess so I don't she, I, I liked when she got into the car and you can see her legs and all that I was like alright that's sexy but her coming off the elevator now <laughs> All right, man. I mean, Striptease is one of your favorite movies, Cron. You're telling me if Demi Moore got off the elevator in front of you, you'd be like, oh, whatever. No, I think it's her hair, though. I think I prefer her with longer hair. Make that happen I, to me. I kind of I kind of get what Dan's saying, though. She's They shoot her kind of in this weird... It's not like a, you know, like a... It's not as suggestive as maybe you would think it should be. Yeah. You know? For a movie like this, you'd think that it would be like a super sexy scene, like steam coming out and shit. You think for a movie like this, <laughs> it should be sexy? We'll hear your rating later, okay? Not not greasy and fumy. Yeah. Water just... <laughs> oh. I, do like the, I do like the joke here where he like changes his mind. Yeah. And Mike sprays the... The breath, uh, not the breath mitt, but like the breath spray in his mouth, and Chevy Chase opens his, and he hits him. Mm-hmm. I did like that. So that's that's the second thing I liked, joke wise. So we got uh, Chevy. He loads her up into the car. They get going. They take. Or she's impressed with his BMW. She goes into a whole bunch of fucking BMW uh, porn there, porn hey, info. I, I, I don't mean to be. To come off sexist, but I don't really dig the Chicks oh who are the, in the, ra- cars. the random chick knows all the shit about the car stuff. 
Man, you guys are really hating on Demi Moore in this movie. <laughs> it's not Demi Moore. It's fucking. That's not true, dude. You'd love Megan that. Fox and Transformer. You know, it's you like l- always. You like the chick in the ice road who knew how to drive the big rig. Yeah, but I guess she wasn't like trying to be like super sexy. I guess. No, she had she probably was just a lesbian. Wanted to be. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Regar- her gender, her sexuality doesn't matter. She oh, was a good driver. Say, not saying anything's wrong with that. She's a good driver. I love lesbians. Do you think the majority of... Never mind. <laughs> Moving on. Um, they start off up the uh, parking garage there, and we got, who else? The Brazilianaires, man. They're joining in. So they hop in, and they take off. All right. They're... Uh, Driving to Atlantic City, apparently, to meet what's his nuts, Howard. Or to me, that's her plan to meet Howard. So uh, they go through. They're driving. Chevy Chase is shaving. I think that was just maybe one of those cool 1991 things of, look, I can shave in my car. He also has a, uh, a navigation system, which apparently was an actual company that was starting their navigation systems at the time. So, yeah, there you go. Top of the line shit for nothing but trouble. I get yelled at for leaving any amount of hair in the sink. I can only imagine. I thought it caught your hair. Clipper, like hair all in my Yeah, they're supposed to. They're supposed to have those little things at the bottom that... Co- Collect, collect it, it yeah they never did do those they really collect- work i mean i never tried one. Oh, it's just asking for your skin to be ripped up and broken out because i tried to do that shit when i because in the fire service you had to be clean shaven so i would try to like all sorts of whatever electric trimmers i could i could do but those were always the worst ones because they feel like a lint roller those like Electric lint rollers that they make, you know? Rubbing your face. Yeah. Karan, what do you use? Do you just use a nice old razor? I use an old school single blade razor, dude. Uh, Okay. Super random, but I actually found a video that I recorded of one of the times we went to Nashville and I recorded Karan shaving. I almost sent it to you. You but I was like, oh, this is that. this is creepy as hell. But <laughs> was I shaving with an old school single blade razor? Mm-hmm. Still but doing I think it, that, dude. I think that was the thing. Was like we were shocked. We're like, holy shit, this dude's going old school. And hell I think yeah. you're even saying like, I can't believe you're fucking recording this. Like you're. I get in real close and look at you in the mirror and shit. Oh, I'd never been to a big city before, so you know. No. All right, we're driving along. The Brazilianaires want to have a picnic. Apparently, they've packed one. I want a vista. Pull over at the Park vista. Park somewhere with a vista. Chris. Dude. You really need to be a better host, dude. Um, we get a divorce conversation. She asked her um, how long he's been divorced. He says like four years ago. She said, when did you get over it? He said like three weeks ago, which I thought that was a pretty good line. Um, 
they're driving through Jerseyvania, apparently, because, like I said, the the Brazilianaires want to have a a picnic, but he doesn't want to pull over because it's a pretty shitty place, apparently. Uh, He takes uh, Demi Mort. She takes a look at the GPS. They're still driving through shitty ass Vulcanvania. So she said, I found a place we could pull off. They roll in. And this is uh, a town where apparently all the townies just sit on their porches and drink. I mean, I can get down with that. So. Not too bad. (laughs) That's not a crime. Not a crime in uh, Jerseyvania there. So they're driving through this town. Uh, Chevy Chase rolls his window down and tells some of the people to sell pork bellies and buy gold. There's some odd lines of dialogue in this film. Yep. There's when we get later into the movie, there are so many like voiceover jokes that it seems like they, I don't know if they just did them in post to try to add humor. (laughs) They, they really should have done like a vacation reference with a uh, fuck your mother (laughs) in this part. We got uh, some smoke, like vent pipes in the middle of the street. Just old ass, shitty looking town. Uh, we got bikers. I think he makes a joke about Marlboro Man and Mr. Clean or something. Well, mm-hmm. he runs a stop sign. We cut to a cop that follows him. So they take off. They get through the town. And uh, they... I guess they just decided to eat in the car because they're doing their picnic in there. So um, he sees a cop in the rearview mirror. It's got its lights on. Uh, that's when we get the the guy, the Brazilian guy. He's like, dude, you don't have to stop. Just speed up. You got a BMW. Uh, quit being a wimp chicken. So Chevy Chase decides, you know what? Fuck it. All he's going to do is give me a, some tickets. So, yeah, let's try to outrun him. So they out they start to outrun the cop here. He apparently has an engineered cop car that can that has all kinds of switches on it that can pull up roadblocks. Absolutely uh, a Dan Aykroyd thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So they he hits a switch, a roadblock pops up, so they cut a heavy right there. And uh, they come out to a, what I guess is a... Question. When you're building that roadblock thing, why wouldn't you just build it on the other side of the the turnoff? So it kind of like walls you in on both sides? Oh, yeah, on both of them? No, I'm just saying, so like where he, if you're driving towards the roadblock gate, right? He closes it, but then there's a right turn. Move that thing up 20 feet. So you have to stop. You can't turn right. Like, what's the point of? We need to add some time, I guess. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he hits the roadblock. There's a detour to the right. It's a dirt road. It's a whole shit ton of dump trucks just driving like fucking maniacs on this quarry, I guess is what it is. Uh, We got the cop. He makes an announcement of (laughs) this is a a private road for the quarry. They own this road or some shit. 
Like you're not mm-hmm. going to survive or, or something. We got the chase. It continues on. Uh, they finally come up on a lady cop. She has a automatic rifle pointed at him and is across the road. So we, we come to a stop here. For Dan Aykroyd being such a gearhead, this whole scene is pretty uninspiring. Yeah, they kind of just like I don't really feel like you don't feel the speed really. I don't you don't really feel the the power of either car. Yeah, why aren't they hitting their NOS boosters and Yeah, he did hit his NOS boost, uh, boosters boosters. Boosters? Uh, the cop did. He's like, "Oh, he's got a fast car too." Mhm. All right, so we got Dominic Toretto. We got a uh, Yeah, why isn't the hood flying off and the engine's lighting on fire and Mm-hmm. You guys got to ask Dan Edward. This is his first time directing, okay? He only had $40 million. Where's Where's the crazy kid fucking huffing chrome paint? Mm-hmm. Oh, what a lovely day. Um, Turns out the cop is John Candy. Hey, what's up? John Candy, guys. First time on five-day rentals. Not the last. Uh, driver, would you please step out of the car? Uh, pretty much you're speeding. I'm going to say we won't say anything about the chase. Like, uh, Why not? Yeah, he's just giving him a break, you know? He says later on that like they're clean, like no drugs. Like, why'd you do that to the judge later on? So I think Candy just wants to get him out of there. Yeah, That's but then why even... Feel. So this is where I'm confused, right? Like if Candy's having problems with what the judge is doing and how he's treating people, why is he even bringing them in for the stop sign? I think he's still a law man. Like he's still, you know. He's loyal. He's got a job to do. He's been there since he was nine years old. Yeah, but the the stop sign is so less (laughs) in comparison to the fucking 90 mile an hour speeding through uh, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, if it was a pick your poison type of thing, like, hey, maybe, you know, come with me right now. Maybe he had fun driving fast and shit. Like, all right, at least I got to do something today. Okay, all right. Maybe I don't know. Sorry, I shouldn't be looking for holes and nothing but trouble. <laughs> You're not gonna find any. Fucking tight, bro. Um. It's not a crime. No law against a sense of humor. We got Chevy Chase just cracking all kinds of regular old fucking, like, pat me down jokes, check my prostate, all that stuff. Kiss me on the neck bullshit. Hysterical. Pretty lame ass. Do you think he just, like, wrote his lines most of the time? I think he said he wanted to improv pretty much because he didn't like the script and he felt that he he could make it better just by improving the whole time. I felt like... I wonder what... Go ahead. Uh, I, well, I felt like his improv was really just... Like, it was not what will make the movie better. It was, I'm going to write me some jokes for Chevy Chase. <laughs> yeah. He's talking out of his ass, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, we could have done that. But it, to be fair, at least they're all of those improvs are within his character of being sort of cocky. So you kind of know what you're going to get 
with Chevy. So mm-hmm. I just don't. I I just think they're big swings and they're not. They just don't hit. Yeah. I think they're. He's playing a lot of the same jokes and low hanging fruit. Yeah. Because I had the same thought. I was like, you know, you think about like Ghostbusters. They go back and forth between like that was a written line or that's a Bill Murray line. Like in this, you could definitely tell like, oh, that wasn't a written line. That wasn't on the day. He just thought that that was funny. Mm-hmm. Let me punch it up here. Yeah. So he pretty much says, you're under arrest. You're going to follow me back to the uh, justice of the pieces place. Uh, let's go. So they take off. It's justice of the pieces. Justice pieces. of the pieces. Yeah. I didn't catch that. Um, I'm fucking with you. I'm making oh, a Reese's joke. Sorry. It might It might have been. There are body parts in this uh, place we're about to go. Justice of the Pieces. Pieces? Species. Cron, is your movie Species? Nope. Damn it. It's too late for Species. Oh, I mean, it's never too late to watch Species, but (laughs) 2000 was late for Species. I don't think I've ever seen Species. I've been the sexiest podcast we ever did. Yeah, we should put... I'm going to put that on a uh, potential. Oh, yeah. Movie Bank. All right, so we're driving to Vulcanvania. What is that? What it's called? Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Vulcanvania. <laughs> we got a pile of toasters here. We just got all kinds of crazy ass shit along the way. This looks like a fucking junkyard, really. Well, of a uh, hoarder. What did she say? She says uh, they must be into folk art, and he <laughs> says Fulcum. Fulcum. I I will say that. I mean, it doesn't look like appealing to the eye, but they did a good job, you know, making that house and putting all this shit around everywhere. Should have won an Oscar for set design. The set design does look good. And there's some like, I don't know, there's just uh, like all practical shit everywhere. I mean, they really built a roller coaster and... It looks like the type of shit your girlfriend is like, oh, we sh- I heard about this random-ass place we should go stop, you know? There's a judge, like the- there's a judge with a dick nose. And- mm-hmm. She's got all this scrap and all this art, and That's you can where, like, go uh, and drive around. And you're like, she, you're like well, how far is it? She's like, it's like 15 minutes, but it's yeah. really like two hours and 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And all, literally all you do is drive around it. And she gets mad that you're like driving too fast. Because you're already pissed. Yeah. And you're like, there's no bathroom here or anything. She's like, oh, they got a little thing for refreshments. And it's uh, like with those little canopies and a table. And they're selling like 50 cent warm Pepsis. Brick oven pizzas for $38 a piece. Yeah. I mean, if they got a Gatorade, though, you at least got a bathroom for later. Oh, that, that's... I'm always looking for a Gatorade bottle. Thanks for to Gatorade for supporting us this week. Mm-hmm. All right, they come up to a malt, 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 a malted <laughs> beverage. Um, this might be something we need to address. <laughs> Go ahead, guys. 
No, I'm just saying is the the English pronunciation on this podcast, myself included. Moat. Moat. There you go. Look, we're already all three of us are starting in not a great position and oh. every time we record we add alcohol to the equation. So Okay. If I had to do this sober, I would have quit years ago. Episodes mm-hmm. ago. I'm just saying, even on our best day, our English is probably a 6 out of 10. Oh, for sure. Mm. I'm like a 4 every time. <laughs> I, I, bumped, I bumped it up to like a 7 on the green night, so I don't have to do shit for like another month. Oh, I think we were all trying to like put on our our collared shirts for green night. <laughs> uh, it's a good episode. Yeah, but... Man, we were I was cutting something recently and I was scrubbing through it and I just it felt like my tongue got three times the its size in my mouth. I was like, "What am I saying?" Okay. Sorry. Yeah, they come to the moat and a bridge, right? Yeah, this is where we get the folk art thing. Uh they go through. He, uh, we got giant candy. He presses another button, which brings the bridge up that says "Enjoy your stay." We got Chevy Chase. He's making some flipper jokes around here. We got a whole bunch of warning signs. This is where we see the toasters, uh, Vulcan Heiser's salvage junk, salvage yard, I guess. Junk everywhere. Creepy looking mansion. This is where we first get to see the mansion. Uh, like I said, the set looks great, I think. <clears throat> so they get out. They walk them into the house. We get inside the house. Kind of the uh, the lady cop brings them into what I guess is their courtroom. They inform Chevy Chase that the car is going to be impounded. That says... So we get in there, uh, John Candy, he calls honorable, the honorable Reeve Alvin Vulcanheiser. He, he he sings it, right? He does that. Yeah. The honorable John Fav. So like, we, it's, it's the most effort he does. We got the I feel like. desk. It kind of rolls out by itself. It, the a top pulls up from the thing. We got the judge rising from the ground in his chair. Uh, He's kind of blocked by a whole bunch of books, so you can't really see him at first. You don't get to see that dick nose right up front. You don't get to see that that cock nose. He's pronouncing all their names wrong. Um, Chevy Chase is making jokes about a wedding. And John Candy's very serious about that. He's like, no, not a wedding. Moving violations. Uh, Demi Moore, she goes into, uh, I think it's some kind of Masonic shit or something she's talking about with him, the judge, because he's just going, I honestly don't know what the fuck the judge was saying like half of the time. He Yeah, he starts, he's he's the one that's confused. He's like, they're making the joke that he's like dumb or he's like old and incoherent and he keeps going like, what is this, a wedding? And like you were saying, John Candy's like, no, it's a traffic violation. He starts going on about like, this isn't like other districts that you've been in. We're under like a different code of law. 
I'm not just going to stamp your thing or whatever. Yeah, and he he references something that she says like that's super outdated. That's yeah, blah like, blah blah 200 years ago and then he gets impressed like, "Oh, you know your law. Like oh, you okay. know your reference." So don't they say it's something that like predates the Bill of Rights or something yeah, Magna, like that? Or that's yeah. like Magna, Magna Carta. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah, he starts yelling all that shit. He finally, I think it knocks the books over. So, you finally get to see the judge's face. He says they're acting like a bunch of spiders in a birthday cake, which not sure what that means. Uh, we got Chevy Chase. He tries cool. to light up a cigar. He, he does just, the hula, 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 bula, bula, bula thing. He's singing. Uh, yeah. Hey, if you don't understand that spider cake reference, just wait till your next birthday, dude. <laughs> we got Chase. He's he's. I light. went to this Dutch bakery to see if I could get spiders in my cakes, and they <laughs> yeah. chewed my ass out. They were like, "Only natural. We only use the finest ingredients, dude. No <laughs> spiders here." Did you I, watch Amsterdam again? That was the fucking part. That was the part it was on. I went Last to, like, time uh, I and, logged on, it was him licking the cake. Like, Yeah, and of course, it. I turned it on. So what we're talking about is, for some reason, every time Dan and I turn on Shudder, Amsterdam, big hit on this podcast, is streaming like live on Shudder. So I turned it on, and it was the scene where he pulls up next to the bakery and sees that robbery happening. I'm like... Well, I'm going to stay because in two minutes I'm going to get the best line of the movie. It's about time you showed up, asshole. Karan, what were you saying? I was just going to say the last time I went into a Dutch bakery, I uh, threatened the guy at knife point, and then a cop came in, and me and the bakery owner yelled at him for being an asshole to everyone. Wow. Yours is even closer to the movie. And violating your rights. Yeah, exactly. All right, we got Chevy Chase. He's trying to light up a cigar in court, uh, put out that dog rocket. <laughs> so they do that. That's, like I said, he explains they're not just some fucking hick town. This is where they show his engineering degree, and he also, the judge also gives out information that he fought in World War One. So he's fucking old, apparently. He also informs him that court will be in session the next day at 4 o'clock. So they're going to just have to spend the night there. They kind of walk up to the thing. Judge hits a button, trap door. They fall into a pit of rubber duckies. The way uh, these things squeak, they can make the smallest movement, and it's like... <laughs> like they're just all going off. It sounds like a thousand squeaker toys. A little overboard on the uh, the duck noises there. This is where we get the uh, conversation with Judge and John Candy that uh, he'll take over whenever he retires. They're just a bunch of city chickens just trying to teach him a lesson. He says they're clean. They don't have any drugs. Just let them go. Uh, he's like, whatever, dude. Go suck a bug. We we cut down to the to the basement I, or the trap door Seller, I don't know what the fuck it is. Um, we got Demi Moore. She punches Chevy Chase here. It's they a subterranean get... duck room. <laughs> so, her and Thorne, they argue. 
we got the Brazilian Brazilianaires. They fire Thorne as their uh, financial advisor. Uh, we cut to a speeding car with with some punk punk kids, some punkers doing cocaine and drinking. You both have you both have referred to them as kids. It's they're, a forty year old punk. Daniel Baldwin. Nah, so he's just Daniel a kid. Baldwin. He's, he's doing just, his best. He's the kid of the Baldwins, man. Come on. He looks I think like he's a, the second oldest. He looks like a tough teen to me. They're going down to Miami to have some fun. Uh, we got John Candy. He pulls him over. He steps out of the car. Daniel Baldwin does. Gives him some shit about uh, he's not drunk. He's going to have to blow. He's like, I'm not blowing you. Uh <laughs> Daniel Baldwin pulls a gun. John Candy laughs, smacks it away, and pulls out. Was that a fucking like Uzi? Yeah, something like that. Something like that, right in his fucking face. Max, so, it, was, it was yeah, it was definitely an '80s bad guy gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, starts laughing. It Cut. was the guy on the back of the motorcycle drive-by gun. Yeah. So we cut to the uh, the courtroom again. We got the judge going off on these dudes. They're all drunk. They're just kind of laughing at the judge. You got your cocaine. You got your crack. You got your grinders. You got your... (laughs) He's obsessed with grinders. He says it all later, too. You got your grinders. So uh, he's like, I'm going to... Y'all need to step forward here. We're going to give you your sentence. He hits a button, and they're sucked out outside. And this is where uh, the bone stripper comes in. Uh, But before that, we cut to the basement again. We got these big-ass gears that start moving above their heads whenever he activates the the bone stripper. So we got some motor-pumping fucking rock and roll music blowing out flames from these motors. Sunday, 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 Bone Stripper Live (laughs) versus Gravedigger. Also, nitro-burning funny cars. Destruction Derby on Saturday. Uh, We got Kids under 12 are allowed. Not free, but they can come. You motherfuckers are going to pay. Hot dogs sold at concessions. So this is pretty much a roller coaster that is going to strip your bones off, I guess. Strip your skin off your bones and spit you out. This is what I remember. This is one scene that I remember from this movie as a child. Like, what the fuck? So these guys, they go through it. They get their bones stripped and there you go. What a such precision of all of the instruments throughout the movie. Bone nope. stripper seems to be the most precise. No mm-hmm. blood at all. Well, it do- doesn't break the bones. Yeah. Not really. Cuz they they all shoot out at the end of this. <laughs> yeah. Right into a big ass pile of bones. Mhm. What do you, what's the cleanup routine on that? How often is somebody going out there and There's no cleanup here. Well, those those big metal teeth looked clean, so yeah. I think someone goes out there every time it's used and probably they got a well, they're power washing bone stripper, maybe, mm-hmm. or they're just maybe it's they got the twins' job. Yeah, maybe they fill like a trash bag full of Dawn dish soap, and they just throw it into the. 
end of the thing. But I'm saying all the bones at the end. Who's coming up and... Hey, guys. Whenever we are working on our big rigs here at the 5 Day Rentals Podcast, we use Don Dish Hope to get all the grease out of our working clothes whenever we're, you know, changing the oil, changing the brakes all up on those big rigs. Huh, huh. Don Dish Hope. If it's good enough for a little ducky, it's good enough for my big rig. How do they shoot those commercials? Do they dip those ducks in it's, oil so uh, then they can record? Well, first off, I think the duck, when I watch it, I'm like, that duck's at the ocean. Like, why the fuck would a duck be at the ocean? Yeah, duck is a, I feel like a duck is definitely a freshwater. Yeah, it's a lake or a pond. Like, fowl. Yeah. That, that duck gets in the ocean, it's dying. But they, then, when they release the duck, it is like a pond. They like, yeah. They go out. Don goes out. They fill a natural lake full of oil, <laughs> so they can get the ducks all all saturated. <laughs> then they pull them out, clean them up, put them back mm-hmm. in a pond somewhere. You think they throw a bunch of bread into that oil to bait those poor duckies to mm-hmm. to walk into it? Oh yeah. It's not like they force them into the oil, but yeah, they know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Dan. I never thought about that. That like a duck isn't an ocean creature, yeah, bird. It would be like a seagull. I would fucking love to watch. And like how many two volunteers fucking, trying to wash the oil off of a big ass seagull? How many goddamn lakes or ponds have fucking oil spills in them? <laughs> like now it's the ocean. Yeah. Or do we're probably idiots and it happens all the time, <laughs> yeah. but I, I just assume it's an ocean thing. Well, where do ducks go for the winter? Florida. They, turn they go in... south. They go south land, though. Yeah, they they go to Florida and they turn into flamingos, dude. Well, if they're yeah. going to Florida, they're they're pretty close to the ocean. Ah, <laughs> uh, you. There's no doubt that there's probably ducks close to the ocean. I was just saying with Dan, like, what my connection to it, like, well, look I don't associate a wolf with the desert. I don't associate a duck with an ocean. Look who's agreeing with Dan on this podcast. Finally. The guy makes some good points. I'm going <laughs> to give him some credit. You guys are nothing but trouble, man. Um... Fuck, where are we at? Okay, lady comes down. She's like, yo, you guys got to come up for supper. I called uh, dinner supper today, and Rachel's like, what the f- What? <laughs> She's like, why did you call it supper? I was like, because they said it in nothing but trouble, so I just thought it was going to be a funny joke. You just going like, to keep doing it? I don't have no idea what you're talking about. You put a little organ next to the dinner table, and you started pulling a bunch of levers and shit? Kron, we will get to the hot dogs relax god damn well, what's it matter if you call it dinner or supper what do you call it i think there's a difference in dinner and supper actually supper's at five dinner's at like seven yeah it doesn't matter it's the I same think. thing you call it supper don't you no i think we'd usually say dinner we say dinner i just say uh 
You ready to eat? Bones, what do you guys call it? Third meal? Yeah, we're on the Taco Bell system, yeah. so it's third meal. So after you're done with the podcast, you'll go out and be like, you guys ready for fourth meal? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's ready for a party box or whatever the hell they call them? No, I think I just looked it up and it said that supper is generally considered to be the informal version. And dinner would be a more formal version. But I, I vaguely remember hearing something about in the old farm days that supper was what you ate when you first got in. Like that was a little like recharge meal. And then after you got cleaned up, then you had dinner. But yeah, yeah we call it third meal. And then we don't always have fourth meal. Usually she goes, do you want to live moss? And I'll say, yeah, well, let's live moss. And you say, no, I want a dick moss. Yeah. Can I interest Milady in a Baja blast tonight? Yeah. And if we show up too late at the drive-thru, they're always like, about time you showed up, asshole. <laughs> I think we just wish nothing but trouble was Amsterdam. <clears throat> But it's not going to turn into that, gentlemen. Amsterdam is funnier than nothing but trouble and barely breaks a sweat trying to. Mm-hmm. We got the judge. He comes down from the ceiling, uh, immediately opens up a fresh-ass can of Hawaiian punch. <laughs> we got John Candy offering. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. Pretty funny. We got John Candy offering uh, Diane there a ants on a log, which I think is just peanut butter, raisins, and celery. Maybe? And she acts like it's the worst, the thing grossest ever. thing ever. She where acts I'm like, like that's the only thing I'm going to eat. She acts like she doesn't know how to hold it. Like <laughs> she's yeah. trying to pick it up and like turn it all around and shit. Uh, we got Dan, another. What? Yeah. Don't act like you don't know what ants on a log are. I know what ants on a log are. I'm just don't don't approach it like oh I think it might be celery and peanut butter and raisins, but it was pretty big, so that's why I was just wondering. Usually well, they're of, smaller, but some of us have big ones. So, like when we see it, it's like that's how, yeah, that's it. Leave it up to Five Day Reynolds to just—it's always a dick joke to you guys. So anyway, did you notice, did you notice John Candy kind of gives her like a nod? And he's like, ants on a log, ma'am. And he gives her this nod of like, yes, this is the one thing you're going to want to eat. This is, yeah, he did. They're very large, though. (laughs) Quit making me say it. This is where we really see the dick nose, though, from the judge. If I gave you three normal-sized ants on a log or one big ants on a log, would it matter to you? The next time you guys come over for Cinema Jihad, we're having this exact same meal. Ants on a log and hot dogs? There better be a motherfucking condiment train set. <laughs> that shoots pickles? So you'll jump out my window? Mm-hmm. I bet Dan called his parents like on Tuesday and was like, oh, do you guys still have that train set from when I was a kid? They're like, why are you recreating the nothing but troubled dinner that we do 
every February for your birthday? <laughs> well, you said last week that your parents didn't let you watch Nothing But Trouble, right? And well, maybe maybe that's why they don't want you getting any ideas. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that as I was watching it, and I don't. I think maybe I just caught. Yeah, they. I don't know. They might have sent me out, but maybe not. Maybe I just was doing other shit. I they, think they knew if they let you watch this, you'd run downstairs and cover the train set and mustard and shit, and then <laughs> wouldn't be good anymore. Um, it didn't have nudity, so I, that's why I don't think they would have sent me away. So I don't know. Yeah, when Maybe. you said that, I, I was trying to think of any movie that I can recall my parents saying, like, okay, you need to leave, or when I came into the room. There's two times that I can remember. Watching Dick Tracy with my dad, and the kid tells Dick Tracy to go suck an egg, and my dad paused the movie, and he said, now, there's no bad words in that, but he explained to me, that, like, what he is saying is bad, so I don't want you repeating that. Like, he was just trying to teach me, like, that you shouldn't say certain things, you know? All right, so I have that as a memory. And then I have watching Bram Stoker's Dracula with my mom and getting creeped out and her basically saying, like, you know, you don't have to watch this. And then in hindsight going, you know, you should have told me that I shouldn't be watching this. So. I mean, she went. I thought. She covered her ground, though. Like, okay, you can watch this. I'm going to be cool, mom. But, like, also, you don't have to watch this. So, just, I'm being yeah. mom. So. The worst, the the thing that always got me was that first 15 minutes of that movie. Once you get past that, I don't think it's that bad. It's been a long time. I think but I watched that in high school. When he's fucking impaling motherfuckers. That really got me. And then him drinking the blood and all that shit later on. My parents used to set me up in that chair that had that thing that would hold your eyelids open. And they'd, you know, drop the little drops into my eyes. And just show you, like, uh... Family videos? <laughs> yeah. I was From other say, families? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, like, the Christian Network, TG, TGN or what, TNG or whatever This is This is what a happy family looks like. <laughs> You're a disgrace. Is your dad the tooth fairy? Does he work at a film processing lab? Mm-hmm. Steals a bunch of family videos. Do you see, Kron? Do you see what All good right. boys look like? We got Adonia. She makes her appearance here, who's just John Candy in drag. Apparently, she's the uh, fucking daughter of the judge. Well, based on Grand, how much you guys, based on how much you guys hated Demi Moore in this movie, maybe this was the, the second the, best looking girl here. The sexual fuse no, you the needed. The Brazilian chick is number one. Uh, judge explains that she's a class A mechanic. She's the best one in five states. Chevy Chase uh, kind of flirts here. You can tell he's just messing around. Uh, judge asks what he's doing. He says, you got a shitload of scrap metal here. You can make some really good Toyotas. Hey. Uh, judge makes some more comments about Chevy Chase being a banker, even though he's not. Uh, we go through some history of the town here and the family. Uh, apparently a financier came in and gave the family a bad deal. 
and uh, Adonia comes out. She makes the meal, which is some gnarly ass looking hot dogs or bratwurst or they're like gray. Uh, we get the judge here. He presses the button for the train condiments. This is a train that goes around the table, which has condiments on it. He's letting everybody know how to eat the hot dog. This is where we get a good close-up of his dick nose that he shows Chevy Chase. Uh, is it get... supposed to be that he has a dick nose? It's or dick. is it that he just sees it as a dick nose, like the, the closer he and looks at it? Well, Because uh, I don't think, I don't think he's deep. got the dick nose all the time. I think at this scene, when Chevy Chase stares at it, there's a, a more dickish nose. And I think they use it again at the very end of the movie. Yeah. But for the most part, it's just a like a nose with a slit on the end of it. Yeah. There's a in this scene there's a more defined fuller head. Yeah. Of a dick. An there, uncircumcised American dick nose. There's two scenes that have a, a No, more, it is a circumcised dick, sorry. A more prominent dick nose. Mm-hmm. Get that drop. Um we got the judge here. He's explaining more about uh, the mine fire from 1926 because the house starts shaking. There's a big explosion. Uh, we got the train here. It shoots a shoots a pickle at the guy, the Brazilian Brazilian air guy. Uh, apparently, this is the last straw. Him and the lady they get up. They're like, "Fuck this place." They jump straight through the window. Badass. Um, Dan Aykroyd thinks condiments are funny. Pickles are hilarious, Kyle. I, I'm sort of torn on this scene because the, the hot dog and everything is so fucking gross and juvenile, but they he goes so far to make like the guy's engineering into every aspect of his life that I sort of don't hate the condiment train. I think it's that thing where it's like, if you went out to dinner with Dan Aykroyd and you would be like, Oh shit, I'm out to dinner with a comedy legend. And you know, like somebody goes up and like squirts like a row of relish onto their hot dog. Like Dan Aykroyd would chuckle to himself and like write it on a pad of paper. Right. He'd be like, oh, shit, I wonder what he's going to do with that. And this is what he did with it. And then you have to say, I don't think he's a comedy genius. Right. Or, yeah. Oh, okay. He's just so a, like, he, yeah, he just got like absorbed with it. Kind of like George Harrison when he went to India. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> Nobody asked you to play the sitar for. Yeah. So, for, Karan, what, what you're really wanting from this whole thing is is the heart of darkness of nothing but trouble i would love to uh, yeah i would love to see some documentary of dan Aykroyd making this film i'd watch that yeah i think i, I would i foresee there being so little drama on this set Oh, there was drama because Chevy Chase was a fucking asshole, like normal. Oh, yeah, but I, okay. I'm just saying in terms of like him making the movie, I don't see there being, I feel like he would have had everything 
everybody loved and it was Aykroyd because he would ask everybody like what they thought if what they would change like he was very vocal and open to changing whatever you know if somebody thought something was funny he would ask the crew like what they thought so everybody really enjoyed him as a director they said well it didn't work did it (laughs) (laughs) all right we got a we got the brazilian they're jumping through the goddamn window here we got the lady cop i never got her name who cares she's the she starts just fucking shooting at him with this machine gun. Um, John Candy gets up, says, use the dogs. Uh, this is where uh, Chevy Chase and Demi Moore decide they're going to run for it. They throw their napkins at the judge and kind of run for the door. He hits a button. Of course, uh, some gates fly up and block him. Eldonia. I got confused when John Candy said, use the dogs. I thought he was telling her to throw the hot dogs at him. <laughs> I mean, they could have been a dangerous weapon. They were giant. Yeah. Um, Adonia, he tells her to show them to their room. <laughs> we got their Brazilianaires. They come up to the moat. Uh, they're like, fuck it, man. We got to swim it. So they jump in. This is where we get the it smells like San Paulo joke. Uh, we cut Toxics. back. We cut back to... Um, Why did we cut back to a hallway? Oh, they take him up the stairs. <laughs> Chevy Chase is like kicking down the, the shit all on the side of the stairs when he's going up. They show, uh, they lock Moore and Chase in their room. We cut back to the Brazilianaires. They get to the other side. They run into John Candy. They pretty much say like, yo, dude, we got a lot of money and we'll give it to you if you just let us go. Just come and live with us. And he's kind of like, okay, I'll think about it. He said he's worked for Reeves since he was eight years old, and he pretty much decides that he's going to help him out. We cut back to Chase and Moore. Uh, They're talking about why she wanted to go to Atlantic City. She talks about Howard and how they broke up. Uh, They both talk about uh, Chase's divorce again. He's kind of showing a little emotion. He's starting to flirt with her. Uh, Demi Moore starts kissing him. Multiple kisses. Multiple kisses this time, guys. Um, This is where... Conversational kissing. Yeah, they're talking and smacking. You know, that like, oh my God, I don't know why. Um, Like... And then she tells Chevy Chase that he's nothing but trouble. End credits. Mm-hmm. No, she, sorry. She does have a pretty funny jump onto the bed. <laughs> yeah, that she's got to get cool. over that thing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she jumps on the bed. She just goes to sleep. Old blue balls there. Uh Sometimes oh, blue balls, babe. Got some fucking blue balls there. Uh, they're laying on the bed. He's just kind of laying there. We get the famous eyes in the painting. Which yes, is that John the, Candy, right? That's the most recent movie, right? That has eyes in the painting, nineteen ninety one. That hasn't been done since nineteen ninety one, right? I feel like that's uh, was a, it. Uh, did it show up in Knives Out? 
Yeah, that's what I was about to say too. I thought Did it really it was in so, Knives Out. So it must be in there. If we both thought the exact same thing. I just thought the painting changed. I thought the thing with the painting is like he's scowling and then he's smiling or something throughout like the they subtly change the, the painting. I thought the eyes came man, eh, maybe I'm wrong. Dave Batista said that Knives Out Two is way better than one. I hope so. I was kind of underwhelmed. I, like, I, like I didn't. Knives Out. I thought it was right. Knives Out was okay, but I didn't. It felt like a good Netflix movie. It didn't feel like a, I should have gone to the theater for it. I think me and Chad. I don't have know. Seen it. I know what's her name's fucking awfully hot. Well, I know it's not Demi Moore. We can rule her out. Karana, are you a Demi Moore like? I think so. I think he's. I'm not. You said striptease is like one. Somebody. This is. This might be pre boobs though. Somebody's got to stand up for. (laughs) All right, Karana, we got you. Old Brucey was. Brucey was across the street working with uh, De Palma. Who? BDP. Friend of the show. Oh, yeah. I got him on my phone. Uh, maybe maybe he'll show up after the break or something. Who knows? What was he working yeah. on? I'll, te- I'll text him during the, the piss break and see, see what he wants okay. to do. Right. See if he's free. So we got eyes in a painting. Uh, the bed starts to spin around multiple times. This wakes Demi more up. She's like, what's going on? Why'd you move the bed? He's, or why'd you move the bed or something? He's like, that wasn't me. That was the bed. We got a door that opens or their, their bedroom door opens. I believe. You should take credit for that. You should be like, yeah, see how fucking awesome I am. I was just yeah. doing my pushups on the end of the bed, brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those, aren't my, those aren't your tits. Those are my feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whole thing just broke apart, brother. Mm-hmm. Next time, I'll I'll hang a sheet on some sports tape in the middle. <laughs> oh, fuck you, bitch. I'm going to sleep in the lobby. Just put on my tiny bedtime shorts to do my push-ups. I got to get me some of those shorts. Got to so get me some of those shorts. <laughs> these two, they sneak out. They go upstairs. It's a two-inch uh, inseam, brother. <laughs> This is where we get the opening the doors of multiple rooms. Must be the baby room. This must be the bat room. Uh, So we go through that for a little bit. All of a sudden, a wall starts to move towards them at a pretty fast pace. Uh, They finally get to the end of the hallway and go up a little side staircase, a blind staircase, up into an attic room. They get through the door. Then a safe comes down, a little ramp, and blocks the door. Uh, This is where they find a whole shitload of IDs. Uh, We got uh, Nazi scientist ID. We got Jimmy Hoffa. And it Mm -hmm. all has their articles and their, like, social security cards and IDs mixed. So we kind of figure out that this is uh, the people they've been killing with the old bone stripper here. Now, I thought a digitally de-aged De Niro killed Jimmy Hoffa. I heard you paint houses. That's the story I was told as a kid. But Dude, you I haven't seen it yet. You fucking <laughs> spoiled it for me. You got three hours? 
No. You already knew going in. <laughs> yeah, I knew. I don't have three hours because I watched nothing but trouble twice. Probably should have watched what was the movie called The Irishman. You watched Justice League. <laughs> I was also yeah, had was like COVID. four hours. I also had COVID, so I didn't really need to watch anything that I figured wasn't visual. Watching nothing but trouble was going to give me COVID again. All right, we cut to the Get junkyard. Back people. Adonia, she's tearing up the BMW, taking a torch to it, uh, just chopping that thing right up. Uh, we go back to the ID room that they're trapped in. They're both smoking cigars. All of a sudden, the judge pulls a sliding door, and they take off through that door. Uh, this turns out to be a slide, which splits. Uh, Chevy Chase goes down one end. Diane goes down the other. She falls outside. Chase runs all the way through a wall, and he there's a hole there with a bunch of there's a bunch of bones and shit in the walls, and he can see the judge. The judge is getting ready for bed. He takes his hair off. He takes his nose off. So maybe he has noses that look like dicks, and some don't. You know, just depending on yeah. his day. I think they all look like dicks. It's just. How closely. <laughs> I was trying to give him some credit. Uh, he takes his leg off as well. And he goes to bed. Of course, we get a fart sound. Dude, that's here. when you attack the motherfucker, right? Yeah, you kill him, right? Yeah. Uh, we I don't know back. if you kill him, but you just... It's a movie, so you can knock him out. No, you should, you should kill him. Yeah, it's, you should kill him. Oh, yeah, okay. We cut back to Demi Moore. She sees the BMW, so she goes towards it. Tries to use the car phone in there. Of course, it's all chopped up, so it doesn't work. Then she hears two people like arguing with each other. So we kind of pan over. No, you're dumb. <laughs> These two are fighting with each other. They're two little fat Not baby as fat mans. as you are. <laughs> they got diapers on, no shirts. They're very sweaty. These are the twins. And this is the thing from... Like being a kid that really mm-hmm. was like, what the fuck is this shit? Like that really sunk in. Bobo and Lil Devil. Well, I got to admit, Dan, it's the thing that I saw as an adult man that when I saw it, I thought, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> but this this is the thing that stayed with me. Mm-hmm. Definitely her in the cage while they're playing the game. That's the one I remember the most. I'm like, oh, oh I, yeah, this is 91, so it's on HBO, 92, 93. Bones is seeing this at seven or eight years old. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. And I think the next weekend after I seen it, I spent the night at a friend's house, and their parents were watching it. So it must have just came out on like VHS. Yeah. So we meet the twins here. She backs up, tries to get away from him. Of course, she backs into something because she's in a fucking junkyard. They catch her. Adonia catches her. Uh, she picks her up over the mine fire and is going to throw her in there. But the twins, they start like, oh, we want to play with her. I, do, the, do the twins deserve more discussion? Or are we just so grossed out by them? Like, we're just going to keep moving. Like, I mean, one Bobo is played by Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. 
And then I, I'm not sure who the other one does. He, um, he hasn't done too much. I looked that up. Okay. I mean, what what do you want to discuss about the twins? I, I don't know. I just don't want to. They're like adult babies. It's like a, an adult version of Huey the Duck. Remember that cartoon? Huey, Dewey, and Louie? No, it was called DuckTales. Like, just Huey. They just they only look like Huey. Was his name Huey? Or... They don't look like Dewey or Louie at all. They kind of look like Dick Butt, actually. I mean, these costumes are decent. I think that they do the trick, right? And they look gross as hell, especially when one of them is like throwing They're a temper wet. tantrum, and he's like kind of marching in place, and his guts kind of bouncing and yeah, they got that, two they really sets of get titties. the movement going down there yeah and they're all like shiny and sweaty and yeah they're yeah. wet and dirty they look terrible and if you've seen if you look they're up, black they're they're smithing they're forging like mm-hmm. yeah with no safety equipment on at all <laughs> these are some tough ass dudes that need to go to like wwe tag team I think. Oh shit, yeah, dude. <laughs> like this is the two dudes we needed to see in No Holds Barred. From mm-hmm. parts unknown. Vulcanvania. The baby brothers. <laughs> oh, we're in trouble, brother. Not the baby brothers. Oh god, I hope the Dudley boys hit beat up the baby brothers. <laughs> Guys, we still haven't got the digital underground yet. <laughs> Def- defending tag team champions, the Baby Brothers versus the Legion Bush of Whack- Doom. Or the Bushwhackers. I was yeah. thinking. Oh, what a rush. <laughs> Will the Rock and Sock connection be able to defeat the Baby Brothers? So, yeah, they... Uh... They explain that the twins are not allowed in the house. Adonia decides to let the twins play with uh, Demi Moore there. And we pretty much don't know what that means. Demi Moore, she faints and they grab her and take her off. And uh, speaking of taking off, uh, we're going to take a pee break, gentlemen. Fuel up on some... uh, booze and hot dogs i got some oil i need to go dump in a pond and i'm gonna use the oil spigot to punch into a can of hawaiian punch i think we'd be more fucked up if we drank hawaiian punch through this whole thing than beers oh yeah i'd be fucking bouncing off the walls (laughs) i can't remember the last time i've had hawaiian punch yeah, I, I can handle my alcohol. I cannot handle that sugar content. No way. That's because adults don't drink that or eat ants on a log. I know. I know. Nothing but no. trouble in 1991. Not as fat as you are. That's a, it's a hard voice to do. Did they ad-lib that? I mean... I'm not as fat as you are. I don't even You're know the fat any... One. I don't know anything else they say. We're not allowed in the house. I know that. 
Well, that's because we got too fat to finish high school. They say that. that. Yeah, I remember that line. And it's. Do you know how to forge anything? I'm not working for you. Go get the hammer, the ball peen. Yeah, I kind of know their whole dialogue thing. You should keep going. We cut to Uh, the judge's room. Bones has performed it as a one man show. I did that thing where I uh, had a line down my body and I was dressed like one character on one side, character on the other. But luckily, since I was playing both Bobo and Little Devil. It's just the same costume, but with a line down the middle. Yeah. We cut back to the judge's room. We got Lady Cop. She wakes the judge up, says she's bringing somebody into the courtroom. (laughs) Uh, Guys, it's Digital Underground. Um, he starts, the judge gets ready. Of the Humpty Dance fame. Yeah. Did, with the fake nose and did, everything. Did you leave a, funny. a brief pause for us to pour our praises out to Digital Underground? I figured, I figured you guys would come in with something there, but, uh, apparently we're not big Digital Underground fans. Oh, I'm a big Humpty Dance fan. Or, Yeah. I once got it on, or I once got freaky in a Burger King bathroom. (laughs) You think that's... um, Tupac? Yeah. Did you see Tupac? Mm -hmm. Tupac Tupac Shakur? Um, Mm -hmm. Didn't he seem so joyful? Doesn't it seem... It seemed so odd. I don't even think he had tattoos. He seemed a lot happier in this movie than he does now. Yeah, and he is rocking a He's New so York Yankees right hat, <laughs> which was East Coast man. Like, got you there, bro. Yeah, but he's the one who has the reaction to Dan Aykroyd's like piano solo, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh shit!" All right, we cut to the judge. We cut back to Chubby Chase, Chubby Ch- Chevy Chase, getting out of the hole in the wall. Because the judge gets ready to go down to the courtroom and goes back, goes up. Uh, he's kind of just looking at shit around the judge's room. He looks at a newspaper that says that that's where the judge was injured in uh, some kind of explosion, I guess. All of a sudden, we got the judge. He comes back up from from with his seat, and this is where we get a full-on chase scene between him and Chevy Chase. Uh, he has a knife. We got Chevy Chase steps in a bedpan, which is kind of some lowbrow humor. Uh, he gets away. He uh, yeah, it's too. I can't stand it. Too low for this show. Yeah. Put, I put those turds in a condom, you fucking filthy asshole. Well, I was I was gonna say I was really respecting this movie up until this point. I was like, oh yeah, these two this fat knocked it down a whole star. Yeah, these two fat babies screaming at each other was highbrow <laughs> entertainment. Uh shit. Bedpan I mean, come on. I guess then, when then he even says like get your foot out of my bedpan. bedpan. He like gets mad at him. <laughs> so he gets out of the door. He runs right into Adonia. Uh 
starts making moves on the the granddaughter Chevy Chase does. Uh, Judge pretty much says, "Hey man, whatever man touches her, <laughs> she keeps. She keeps." Like later, Adonia takes Chevy Chase upstairs. We cut back to the judge. He's meeting Digital Underground, which there he says, "What are you guys? They're a hip hop band." Uh, we cut back to Chevy Chase. He's chained up in a Adonia's room as she's changing. She's showing him underwear and all sorts of shit. Uh, lady cop bursts in and says something on, to Chevy Chase. Like, you're not supposed to be seeing this on your special day. And he's kind of like, special day? Like, yeah. We cut back to the twins. This is where they're playing cards with Demi Moore. She's in a cage. We cut back to Digital Underground. I don't want to blow over this because it's the funniest thing that Demi Moore does is during the card game, the twins are arguing and then she kind of takes on their speech pattern. Did you notice that? Yeah. Yeah. Whenever she explains it. Actually, it is Bobo's card because Bobo's hand was last. Like, and that's she had to start speaking that way so they would understand. I did enjoy So the judge asked Digital Underground to play something. One point Demi. He defended Demi there, Karan. Yeah, I think that brings her collective score up from you guys to like a negative 15 now. So, Jeez, we're not to... Wait till we do strip tease, man. Um, I'll do one for you right now. <laughs> the film. It's, Call me Bone Stripper twice. It's, it's the Bone Stripper. <laughs> like, what a name for yourself. Like, Bone oh, Stripper. Yeah. yeah. Your friends are like, that's really what he called himself. And all the girls are like, what a fucking dangerous name. I hate having to explain where Bones came from, let alone Bone Stripper. Yeah, we'll just let that go so the viewers will be like, damn. Mm -hmm. He fell and broke his bone one night and he continued to just drink beers. They just taped a beer to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we should just Easter egg fake reasons why I have the nickname once a category is there a bones category there could be so we're watching in Bruges and in Bruges the dark knight and a James Bond movie yeah done wow I'm impressed on the in Bruges pool for sure (laughs) the dark knight yeah I would probably have a watch Batman begins over the dark night. Um, <laughs> yeah, why, it's pre bar. Why do we fall master wine? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you haven't given up on me, Alfred. How come you've never, never brought in Alfred to the show? Me? Yeah. I think that's the only line I can say as Michael K. <laughs> I think he can do another one, Kron. Say, uh, or what's his best line in the movie is, "What's the use of all those bloody push-ups or push-ups if you can't lift a damn or bloody log? If you can't lift a bloody log, Bones got it. No, oh. <laughs> we should all watch right. him Bruges, man. That's a good movie. We uh, we cut back. Children to of did- Men would probably be the the third movie in that. Zisu. Uh, no, we, I, we, I wouldn't desecrate Zisu on this fucking show. 
This is a good show now. We did the Green Knight review. Oh, yeah. We're a legit show now, right? We're legit now. We got like 60 downloads. You can't say we're legit in the middle of recording nothing but trouble. (laughs) Because we're doing everything we can not to talk about nothing but trouble. We are tripping down the stairs from the award (laughs) show right now. We are just very slowly chugging along on the bone stripper roller coaster. Damn it. Dude, there goes the shirt. Better, I can't sit in this chair without pants on, man. Better take your lounge shorts off. <laughs> Digital Underground is playing... Um, I don't know what the fuck they're playing, but they're playing a song. Apparently the judge loves this shit. He starts to rock out on his organ. Uh, Dude, it box. is... He, he fucking hammers those keys. Whoever wrote that piano solo... Ever played I, it. I liked it. I liked it. Uh, so after this, the judge decides he's going to let Digital Underground go, but he needs a favor. Uh, we got we cut to the judge talking to Chevy Chase about the violations and all that shit. He says they'll let him go away if he marries Adonia. Chevy Chase agrees. He doesn't want to, but he agrees. Digital Underground starts playing Here Comes the Bride. We got John Candy in a wedding dress coming down the stairs. We cut to the judge marrying Chevy Chase and Adonia. Uh, He marries them. Of course, we get a Now It's Time to Kiss the Bride. So we get a John Candy, Chevy Chase lip kiss. Cool. Multiple kisses. Lip kiss. A lip kiss. Dr. Lipkiss. Uh, question. Yeah. All right. So he's going to let Digital Underground go because they're good musicians, right? Mm-hmm. So this then makes you question what would he have... Do you think he would have let Chevy Chase and the group go if it wasn't for his smack talking? Or was it the fact that he found out that he thought he was a banker? Like, Because he seems somewhat reasonable sometimes, right? So what is the... Do you think it's a banker or they're definitely a bad guy? I'm killing him. I think like, it's the banker thing because he keeps coming back to it over and over. Right. And he's a smart ass. I don't think that helped either. Okay. So, but with the digital underground thing, do we think that he was just doing it like, oh, I'll let you go if you do this? Or do you think he he has let people go? Maybe that's the better way to ask it. Do you think he's let people go in the past? Yeah, I think he enjoyed himself with the whole music thing. Yeah. Because I even thought maybe there you could have added something with maybe John Candy disliking like how rough he's getting. Like maybe in the last little bit he's getting worse and worse and worse, you know? So he says something like he, he doesn't let anybody go anymore, but you know? Something to give a little bit more relief when he lets digital underground go yeah i don't i I would love to see the 15 minute short film where (laughs) chevy chase is a musician and they have a weird interaction and then leave well speaking of leaving the judge lets digital underground go that's when chevy chase runs with them and says hey take me with you i don't want to fucking be here this upsets adonia uh, the judge sends Chevy Chase to the bone stripper. 
uh, he kind of is holding on to the desk, all that shit. But he finally gets out on there. And uh, lo and behold, guys, the bone stripper fails. We got Chase. He gets sent through and shot out on the other end, but it did not strip his bones, unfortunately. So this is where Chevy Chase makes his escape. Uh, he's running through the the old junkyard there that the judge has. He's judge sends lady cop after Chase. Uh, we cut to John Candy's character packing a bag. Uh, we got a Hawaiian shirt in there and just some pictures of him as a cop and all that shit. Now, if if you were, is he a marine? Was that a picture of him as a Marine or something? I think it was just his cop outfit, I think. Okay. What were we saying, Kron? I was just going to say, if you were like whipping off your tank top, but you got your arm stuck in the strap, would you have to say the bone stripper fails? Yeah. Anytime I pull my pants down and I'm not at least semi-hard, that's a bone stripper fail. (laughs) Mm-hmm. You don't get fully erect though, just semi, right? Yeah, you don't ever want to. You don't. You don't want to ever go full erect. You don't go full erect. Okay, I remember that. You want you want heavy. You know, there's that. You want a little bit of growth. Uh, yeah. You don't want you, it changing colors. You want that. You know what I mean? You want it to. Even in December, you want that summer dick. <coughs> yeah. You want summer dick and sick balls. You know when you get sick and your body gets so hot, your balls kind of like it's very droop, drop even you know, further. Yeah, our male looking, looking like a hound dog's cheeks. Uh, I got the sick balls. Are male strippers not supposed to be hard? No, nah, dude. That's they no. don't want to be super hard. They want to be. Fluff. You're out of there, bro. If you get hard, yeah. How are you, you get out of hard, there? You're out. What's that? How are you out of there if you get hard? That's against the law. Because that's inappropriate. Yeah, that's, that's not, not against not, the law. It's disrespectful. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like if I was, you know, doing a sexy dance for some lady, I'd probably get hard. <laughs> and she'd be like, this is gross. This is assault. She'd be like, get out of here. I'm this is assault. I wanted a heavy wiener. I didn't want a hard on. Well, it's already that a summer dick. It's already a Pringles can down there. I mean, it weighs eight pounds flaccid. That's, that's not true uh, based off the text messages that I've received in the last few days. And it actually. I'll, I'll leave it at that. It gains weight when it gets hard. It's the one thing that defies thermodynamics. Mm-hmm. All right, we cut to Adonia. She's a. Uh, I don't. Did anybody catch the name of this fucking machine? It has a name on it. I noticed, but I it so quick I didn't catch it. I guess I could have paused it, but <laughs> it's nothing but trouble. What machine? The one that cuts the melons. The fucking. Oh. No, I didn't realize it had been uh, christened. Should have took. Should have took some notes. So we got Adonia. She's at the machine. That, Yeah, there's a whole bunch of melons on it. She pulls it down, and it just chops them right in half. It's like You know what? Breaking the, breaking the melons, not that impressive. Mm-mm. Nah, not really. 
On some pallets, yeah. You know what else could break that? My heavy, my heavy dong could break a, a melon. So I'm not super impressed by. I think I want to see this. What? I think I want to see his heavy dong bust a melon, smash a melon. Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought you just meant you wanted to see his heavy dong. No, I want to see his dong smash the melon. It's not gay it's like, if you're smashing. It's like something. when those when those ladies with the titties. Yeah. smash stuff it's like you're not really smashing it with your titty your hands kind of behind it it's like when i learned you know, remember pencil fighting i realized if i went fast enough i could bulldog it and cheat and get my finger in there and smash i was unbeatable bulldoze that bitch down yeah yeah so trust me i i i, I know the camera tricks on how to drop my heavy hanger on some melons all right we got some judge. He's yelling at the twins. I love it when Dan is the one that's like, all right, and moves on. We're at two hours. And I still got half of a fucking page of notes here. Whose fault is that, though? I yeah, mean, you took the notes. Yeah, you're asking me what the name of this melon machine is. I don't, I don't care. Karate, you we should all- have watched this movie again. Should we wait till you watch it again and come back? I'm not watching this again. I think the fact that Kron doesn't watch these twice skews our reviews. Yeah, it's true. I watched some of them twice. All right, it's called a Mellotron. Boom, move on. (laughs) I am Mellotron. You you want to bet some money on that? No. I don't want to get caught up in your... uh, What was that last bet you made? That Danny Boyle directed Smack My Bitch Up or something? Mm Mm-hmm. No, I said Danny Boyle directed one of Prodigy's videos. I don't even think that's true. Okay, well, that's the bet, bro. And you... Whatever it was, he lost. You owe me interest on your bet anyway. Not true. Got a 20-point vig on this bad boy. We got a... I did lose the bet, and then I said, I'll pay you an Amazon shipments, and you said no. Yeah, it's just going to be... I get to choose. Are you, no. uh, are you prorating for the Micho Black Blu-ray? <laughs> yeah. You don't That's get already to nine ninety-five off. You don't get to lose a bet and then name your terms. I can do whatever I want. This is America. I'm gonna fucking kneecap you, dude. Judge, he wants more to go out there and find Chevy Chase. She's like, no, I'm not doing that shit. Uh, he said he's willing to make a trade Thorn for Diane. Diane gets on the microphone here, tells Thorn to run. Chase gets away. He's up on like a hillside here. So he gets out of there, but he decides to save Diane because God damn it. He's in love. Uh, the twins tie up Diane. They put her on the, uh, pallet there for that, uh, Meller. <laughs> What'd you call it? Tron or Tron? Cron? <laughs> The Mellotron. Mellotron. There you go. Uh, she Adonia lifts the blades up. Uh, lo and behold, Chevy Chase comes back. He finds some uh, 55-gallon drums of gasoline, I guess. He lights one of them on fire. He throws that one into a whole bunch of them, which causes a giant explosion. Uh, he runs in and uh, rescues Demi Moore there. Adonia pulls the blades, but Chase and Moore, they roll out of the way. 
so they don't get uh, killed there. They run to the BMW. She says, hey, it's been taken apart. It doesn't work. He says something like it has a backup fuel thing. So he flips a, a switch. and it, Yeah, there's a fuel cutoff switch that's part of the um, anti-theft. So which, it, which, by the way, Adonia cutting, like chopping the car, what's the point of chopping it the way she did? It's really it only that tires. way... Yeah, it's she only really chopped it that way for the joke of them driving away mm-hmm. with it all stripped up, right? Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Um I love or, to see the 15-minute short film of her just chopping that car, like the experimental film, you know, that's in black and white. Maybe, maybe there's the some captions to talk about. Yeah. Maybe when the three and a half hour cut of this thing comes out. Mm-hmm. From we'll get vinegar syndrome, yeah, yeah. It'll be like the uh, the Icelandic or Nordic like opera song that the girls do to Aquaman in the Snyder Cut. I don't know if either of you watched it. Nope, nope. still but haven't watched that. There's legit I'm like gonna get to that. There's legit like a five minute scene where Aquaman like he dives in the water and then like all the girls from the village come up and start singing a song. You are not selling this very well to us. Mm-mm. No, don't watch it. All right, so they start chasing them on this goddamn BMX thing. BMX, BMW. Um, Fucking Rad shows up. (laughs) Hey, crew, thanks for helping us. (laughs) We we hope. Um, They go towards a train. Earlier in the film, they heard a train, I think, when they were in the ID room. Um, so they, they roll up to this train, they start running after it. Of course, Chevy Chase gets to it first Demi Moore says she can't make it, but guess what? She makes it guys. Uh, lady cop gets up there. She starts shooting the shit out of the train, chasing more kiss on the train, uh, train escapes. The twins are crying. We cut to Chase and Moore. They're explaining to all these cops what happened to them. They got like a little whiteboard that they're drawing on and shit. So the cops are like, all right, well, let's go get these fuckers. So we cut back to the cops. They're breaking into this compound from the uh, or the junkyard of the judge and all that shit. Uh, Attorney General, he has a warrant. They decide that uh, Demi Moore and Chevy Chase should go up to the door to get the judge out and all of them. Uh, the judge and Eldonia answer. All of a sudden... The judge knows all these cops, and they were. That's a real much... cop move, actually, when they make the victim go back up to the door. But he knows them all, so they're all like, "Hey, dude, what's up?" Like, "Oh, yeah, we love his work and all this shit." Yeah, it was a ruse the whole time. Yeah. So then, all of a sudden, we get the the coal fire decides to explode here. So it starts to split the ground. We got people falling into cracks. We got a lady cop. She's taking a shit, and she falls right in there. Um, Well, she might have just been peeing. We don't know. Their anatomy, we don't ever know. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) She'd be a long peer. She's on this shitter. She'd be an intermittent peer. Yeah, yeah, Ackroyd, you should have showed which one she was doing. Yeah. You showed all this, you could have showed shit. 
Well, if it was shit, she'd be just been a pet pan, right? Yeah, you know, shit in bed pans, piss in toilets. You, yeah. If an hour and 15 minutes into this hour and a half movie, I saw turds coming out of someone, I would just be like, all right, whatever. Like, that makes sense for this. <laughs> all right, so the house, it falls into the fire, I guess. We cut back to uh, the Brazilians. They're hanging out with John Candy. He's the head of their personal security now for the Brazilianaires. And they're talking about what a good time they had in Volksavania or whatever. I was like James Bond. James Bond jumped through the window. Uh, We cut back to Chevy Chase. He's sleeping on a couch. He's having a fucking bad dream. Did you notice... Sorry, did you notice that the chick Brazilianaire, she says, like, John Candy's, like, also her lover? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, because, so they're walking, and they're like, now that you're our security, and she's like, and my lover, and John Candy says, and nothing will ever happen to you, and as they start to walk further away, like, John Candy puts his arm around the the Brazilian chick. No, I didn't notice that. And she pushes his hand down to her ass. Ah. Which I was like, oh, that's pretty great. Get it, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut to Chevy Chase having a bad dream. Demi Moore wakes him up. She says she's going to go take a shower. Uh, he turns on the TV to the local news. Uh, the news anchor rolls up to this dude in like a fucking blanket. And he's like, uh, oh, look, we're talking to one of the survivors here. And she said, is everything okay? He's he's like, yeah, we're just going to go live with my son-in-law in New York. Our grandson-in-law or some shit. And uh, it happens to be the judge that says this. So he survives. Then we got Chevy Chase. Apparently he jumped through the wall and runs away. So we get a nice little indention of his body that jumped through the drywall. Which proves, yeah, you know, your house is weak. (laughs) You can jump through walls. I'll teach you how. You need to escape? Jump right through this fucking wall. Try true Bones method. Escape any room using simply your fist, elbows, and head. I thought that this whole fucking movie, several times during this movie, I was like, just burn the motherfucker down. Just set it on fire. Yeah. Well, and it's full of like old newspapers, and that thing would Junk. go. That thing would go yeah. up and. Mm-hmm. So Grab one is... of those femur bones and just start fucking hacking at that plaster and laugh. I mean, he got out of one <laughs> hole that. in the wall, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm getting out of this fucking house. And that's in credits, guys. That's 1991's "Nothing But Trouble," directed by Dan Aykroyd. Whew. This movie was uh, shot uh, at the same time they were shooting a movie called uh, Bonfire of the Vanities. Mm -hmm. And at the break, I texted my buddy, Uh, uh, BDP. Excuse me. Oh, here he is. Never mind. Did you guys just talk about one of my movies? No, we were talking about a movie that was being made at the same time you were making your critical hit. bonfire of the vanities no so that, I, didn't, that didn't go too well bones well 
you can see my position. I would never insult you directly. I mean, well, you know me. I'm a very sensitive person. I try to reciprocate that. I never try to directly insult somebody. You're a you know, smart I would man. tell a person. I I would tell a person they got a booger, but I would do it by handing them a tissue. I, you know what I mean? I yeah. easily think you could say even the. Whoa, word. whoa, whoa! Who are you? I'm on these calls this, every time. This is Karan. He was here last week. Oh shit! I didn't recognize you. Shaved that mustache off. Well, How I was young. You look. You he was going for a job. Suave motherfucker. You can go down on the ladies now. You know, I, I was going to say, BDP, that uh, even the worst De Palma film is better than most good films. So, mm-hmm. Look, not going to say anything uh, wrong, bad, degrading about my buddy Dan Ackey. Um, Do you have some like objective facts or something? I mean, we were shooting right next to each other, so uh, I was working with Mr. Tom Hanks. You guys ever heard of him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a very pretty popular actor. Yeah, he's he's okay. He's you yeah. know, um, he was my uh, he was my uh, third choice for Blowout, uh, but uh, <laughs> what was number one and two? Uh, John Travolta and uh, Travolta John. <laughs> John Travolta. <laughs> I know I said I wouldn't be mean, man, but sometimes you just slip on your words. John Tavolta? Like, I gotta... It's late. You guys got me here. I'm, I'm already... Uh, I know. You're you're an old few, man, and you're working uh, hard. A few cups into wine, you know. Yeah. You found an actor named Travolta, John? No, you fucking idiot. That was, that was the joke. Oh, he John Travolta was pick number one and two. There you, you go. Oh, you wanted the bizarro John Travolta. I don't know. So, I get I get mixed up in him and Nicholas okay. Cage. Uh, really? What? So what I was going to ask you, BDP, if yeah, you're yeah. here. Normally, this is a part of the show where Dan kind of tells us some 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 basic facts. He kind of jokes as it upon further research, but you know, he just it's it's quick yeah. little stuff. It's nice. Is there anything that you could share that you that maybe Dan Aykroyd told you, or you sort of you know when you were trying to blow off steam? Because we we know Bonfire was kind of a you know, it was a rough shoot for you. A, so did, uh, international did you? smash hit. Well, that was another feel, joke. No, that was no, another like, joke. Yeah, I feel like you're mocking. I, you guys you know, just don't know what I'm joking. Uncomfortableness. You're kind you know. of flip flopping. Uh, I mean, you guys haven't watched the De Palma film to save your life. Oh, shit, damn it! Listen, Chevy Chase, that guy, fucking asshole. Like, just. Asking me what my next project was. He was wanting to be the lead. All this shit. I was like, get out of here, man. I talked to Daniak. He's like, hey, man, you don't need to hire that guy. He's my buddy, but he's an asshole. Uh, well, what do you want? You want to uh, know who was, uh, you know, having sex with Tom Hanks? It wasn't Rita Wilson? No. Was it Demi Moore? I don't know. It was his wife, whoever he was married to at the time. I don't fucking know. Oh, okay. Know. Yeah, you guys are trying to reach for something there. <laughs> ain't happening. Ain't getting off of me. Well, so didn't uh, Tom Hanks leave his first wife for Rita Wilson while shooting volunteers with John Candy? I direct movies. I don't read the fucking Cosmopolitan. Actually, I thought you were kind of known for being like a Hollywood gossip guy. Like you were kind of into that shit, hence like Black Dahlia and a few of the other. You know, or do you just do you just film stuff? 
You know what a split screen is? Yeah, that's me. Sign here. Well, you you did tell me that you... I don't know if you can call it reading Cosmopolitan, but you did say you got all your sense out of there. You're always dabbing those little, uh, little tear-out strips from the magazine all over yourself. Well, you know, that's... That's how I made the Black Dahlia. Yeah, I thought it was just like a mummy costume. But you were just covered in all of these cologne strips. Mm -hmm. And then you said that you got an overactive sweat gland, so everything sticks to you. Like, it was... You smelled great. You you smelled great, but you were quite spooky, dude. How do you think the rich stay rich? You know what I'm saying? I mean... Mm -hmm. By not owning cars... I and, don't own a car. And stealing uh, cologne cutouts from library magazines. Goddamn, mm-hmm. you're on your way. You guys are going to be billionaires. That's a B. What about Brazilianaires? Uh, those guys were great. Uh, that was probably the best best two they hired for that film, old Danny Aki. Uh, he's a maniac, let me tell you. He's a fucking genius, but he's a fucking maniac, that guy. All right, guys, uh, my assistant, she's calling me, uh, you know, I got another bottle of, uh, I don't know what I'm drinking tonight. Uh, it's, it's Friday. Is it Saturday or Friday? It's Friday. Okay. Um, it, BDP, it's fine. Just tell us that you need to replace the tapes in all of your peeping Tom setups. Listen, get it. I'll know send you guys. Recording everything. I'll send you guys something special. I was recording the whole time that they were shooting over there for uh, nothing but trouble. Uh, I'll send you those on the the download, you know, so you can check them out. Do you? Are you still recording my um, like inside my house? Because last week this guy talked about how he was sneaking in and smelling my feet and shit in the middle Listen, of the night. I kind of need some proof of that. You guys know that that was the arrangement that we made. Any interviews I do, I got to have full-on surveillance of what's going on inside you guys' lives. I'm, I'm totally fine with it. I just need this for the restraining order. Yeah, I'll send it your way. It's very okay. fucking weird. And if you could send me... Uh, if you got any footage of me busting uh, melons with my heavy hanger, Dan Dan doesn't believe me. So you could just shoot that right over to him. It's coming right up. All right. But I did notice you were fully hard. Uh, That's got not... A, I that got was a not, offended. That I was not fully hard. I bent. It bent on the downstroke. It was you not just, fully hard. The trajectory back up, the flop, you know. No, 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 no. All right, guys. Hey, my assistant, she's calling me. I got to get back to the script. Uh, Scarface 3, you know, shit. Mm-hmm. Fucking me. Still working on Scarface 3, huh? Yeah, you know, shit happens. You're doing, um, the, doing the Avatar thing, right? You're shooting them all together, and then we're going to release them? I'm glad you guys watched Bon... Uh, I don't even remember what it's called, Bonities. Bo- <laughs> Bonfire of the Vanities. Uh, body Heat. Uh, you, can call, you can call but, it Bonities, it works. It's your well, movie. You, you did Body Double, not Body Heat. Uh, I always get confused. I just do the same. Somebody tried to just copy me anyway. Um, I work with 007. I gotta go. I gotta go. Okay. Uh, you guys have a good time. Uh, thanks. Terrible movie choice this week. Y'all, who, who the fuck did you let pick that shit? Uh, well, anyway. We'll, we'll see where it ends up. So, Dan Aykroyd, that's what we're gonna do when you leave. Dan Ackie, he's a great guy. Uh, 
But uh, st- <laughs> stick to acting, my buddy. Okay. All right, guys. You have a good night. Uh, love you. Love Later, what buddy. you do. Wow. Did I miss uh, Brian De Palma when I went pee? Yeah. 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 Oh, fuck. I mean, we you say what you want about the Green Knight episode about being like, <laughs> but man, whenever he shows up, it immediately just boosts mm-hmm. ratings. Know, like, yeah. I mean, just the class, the class level. Yeah. We could have a whole episode just talking about shitting and cum and all sorts of stuff, and he could show up at the end. Just all, just all those Hollywood insights he has. I mean, mm-hmm. it's invaluable. And he was, he around, was, man. he he just let them out. Like mm-hmm. I didn't have to pry or ask him like three or four times to maybe talk about trivia. He just, just wanted to let it out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he kind of just goes wherever he needs to go. Sometimes he, you get more questions than answers, you know? Yeah, I mean, did he fill in any of the gaps, though? I felt like he just said Danny Aki a lot, and then he mm-hmm. left. You know, that assistant, she stays he, on top of him. Yeah, he wanted us to know that he really liked Danny Aki. Yeah, he kept saying Danny Aki, and then he told us that story about him wrapping himself in free cologne samples for magazines. He's a good guy, guys. Do, you, do we need uh, upon further research? No, I think it's time to to move on to our uh, trying to get one of you to film. Right, Robert Letterbox. Robert. There Robert Eber hated this movie. Robert Eber. Robert Eber. <laughs> Robert Eber. Roger Eber. Hated Did he tell you at the drive-through? <laughs> That's his son. <laughs> Roger and Robert hated it. He was giving you a milkshake, dude. Don't get, don't go see nothing to lose or uh, nothing but trouble. <laughs> nothing to lose. That's so funny. Said that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, rate my letterboxed. Are we ready? Bones, let me hear it. All right, let me get my grid here. D B K D B K. Kyle, 1.5. Dan, 1.5. Bones, 1.5. Dan, 1. Cron, I'm going 1.5. Bones, 1. Expose yourself, Bones. Bone stripper, if you will. Guys, I am a 2.0. Ooh. While I think this movie is not great, I think I'm happy that this movie exists. I kind of like the fact that Dan Aykroyd got $40 million to make a fever dream of a movie. Um. I really went into the first viewing like, oh my God, this is going to suck. When I went into it the second time to rewatch it, I it really wasn't as miserable 
you know, I was like looking for, for fun stuff. I, I did not know the fact that it had been made as like a hard R and then cut down. I would love to have seen what that could have done. Um, as much as I think Chevy Chase swung and missed on a lot of the improv, Chevy's always going to have a little bit of my heart because of community. Like I, that sort of his work on that and then Fletch and all this other shit. Like I still think that Chevy Chase can be super fucking funny. Um, it's, it's one of the more coherent movies that we've done on the show in terms of like these guys go here, there's this, you know, a lot of the stuff that we watch kind of gets lost. Um, yeah. 2.0. Not as bad as I remember. Guys, I seriously considered giving this a 0. 0.5. Oof. Uh, I think I'm going to end up at a 1, if only for the novelty of getting to peek inside Dan Aykroyd's mind <laughs> and quickly deciding you should have never looked in there to begin with. Um, it is a unique film. It's not a good film. I don't know how you guys can give this a different score than what you gave Texas Chainsaw The Next Generation. It's basically the same movie with less screaming. Well, I'll let Dan finish before. But I gave that a one. I'm giving this a one. They're pretty much the same thing. Dan? Dan? I'm going with a 2.0, boys. Wow. I mean, it's not Dan Aykroyd's fault, I don't think. I mean, to He wrote and directed it. Yeah. (laughs) To a certain extent it is, yes. But I think studio really, like I said, they made him cut it down because they wanted a PG-13. They really didn't know where to put it, so they really didn't give a shit because... De Palma and all that, but I mean, there's, there's some, the set looks great. <laughs> like Bone said, it's, it's a cohesive story from start to finish, but I mean, yeah, Chevy doesn't land most of the time, but there's, there's some decent jokes through here. I don't remember it. I, this time around, I remember it being pretty gross whenever I seen it as a kid, but this time around, I didn't think it was as bad. I just like I remember it being grosser, but I don't know. I thought Demi Moore was pretty decent in the film. I liked the Brazilian heirs. I thought those two were the best characters. Mm-hmm. Wish they would have kept them in longer. But I mean, it wasn't. I wasn't pissed off like going into the second viewing in fact I think it was like Bone said it was a little more enjoyable I think but yeah I think a two a two rounds us up pretty good you guys are being entirely too generous <laughs> with this movie I, maybe <laughs> maybe so once I sit on it because I if I had watched it maybe just once maybe I would have said Maybe like a one or a one point five, but I had it at a one point five the first night that I finished it. 
And then when I watched it again, I was like, all right, you know, this this ain't terrible. This this to I me mean, it's bad, but. is like to put this up against Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I knew I knew going in that that was the one that we were going to be like comparing it to comparing it to it's uh, basically the same thing a bunch of people find house. themselves at a house at a dinner party it's full of horrors That yeah, one but, thinks it's trying to be like a dark comedy. This one is trying to be this kind of like gross out comedy, which you might say is like a little bit easier and kind of, but it's kind of successful in that. Like there's one, one is like watching Batman and Robin, like, oh my God, this is ridiculous and kind of fun. What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you writing down shit? I'm writing something down. What? We'll, we'll get to it late <laughs> in the later episodes. In a review show or some shit? Or oh, yeah. <laughs> Dan, I, Dan, you agree with me. Kron is the most vindictive on this yes. show, right? He is the one yes, with the is. deepest recall of like I'm gonna fuck you in the ass with this later on you wait too much Just, down the yeah. road I didn't feel near the aggression that I felt after Texas Chainsaw Massacre watching this I mean if I was watching the Texas Chainsaw Massacre the new next generation and then all of a sudden they come up on a fucking cornfield and there's two twins in there <laughs> Yeah, I might have thrown another fucking star on there. But at least they had people getting killed with the machine. You got to give them set design. Set design's at least... That's true, yeah. People getting killed. People cross-dressing. People at a house. (laughs) People being tortured. (laughs) Your argument, though, is they're the same movie... So they require the same rating. And I would say that that's an invalid argument. You could say that it's, they're similar movies and they hit the same points, but in terms of execution and enjoyment. Yeah, you're, you're right. They're, they're not apples to oranges. For instance, uh, the next generation didn't feature two, Man babies yelling at each other about who's fatter. What is great costumes? <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing just at you shit talking that at me. That's funny. <laughs> this is a worse movie than the next generation. No, this is the worst version. You don't think that? No. I think they're I think they're a lot more equal than you think they are. I'm not saying that they're not equal. I'm saying one of them delivers on what they're trying to do much better. I don't want I I left one feeling okay and then I left one thinking fuck that I want to kill that. 
They are both. I, I might I might be wrong. In a few weeks, I might go. You know what? I gave nothing but trouble. Too high a score, and you can say I told you. That's what it's for. But all right, we do. Ron, where does this end up? This would end up at number twenty-seven out of twenty-nine on the big list. So it's. I will say what's below it. Well. What's directly below it is Army of the Dead, but they are both tied at 1.67. God. So, I think my decision's pretty easy. Are you going with Army of the Dead? Yeah, I would rather watch Army of the Dead again than watch Nothing But Trouble. I feel like you should have just gave it a .5. Like, yeah, what did you give Texas Chainsaw Massacre? One. You guys, oh, I guess Dan and I gave it a point five. You right? guys both gave it point fives. I gave it a one. I'm saying this is as bad as of a okay, movie as but, that is. And, and there's two people here saying that it's a totally different genre. They yeah. were tr- trying to make a horror movie that. So was Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> no, he was trying to make a comedy. Uh, tell me one joke that worked for you besides the bag of shit. <laughs> I liked the uh, dude. Hawaiian, you, should, you should really be a better host. Hawaiian yeah. punch is pretty goddamn funny. That's just people drinking are... Hawaiian punch. <laughs> That's not a joke. <laughs> I mean, kind of, it is a joke. It's a God if damn an, it. If an old noseless or dick nosed man says, How about a Hawaiian punch? If I was, yeah, they had the balls a, to make his joke. nose a dick, dude. If yeah. I was drinking a can of Hawaiian punch right now, would you guys just be rolling over on the ground with your sides splitting open? Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Pull it up right now. I'd die. The only reason you're giving this a 2 and not a point five is because it has Chevy Chase, John Candy, and Dan Aykroyd. <sighs> Maybe it's the SNL, like... Obviously, it is. It, I don't think it's obvious. It could be. I'm it just pr- that probably has a little bit to do with it. I don't. Know. That's what we got a fucking review show. You can knock it down point five here in fucking three weeks. Knock it down a full point. <laughs> well, he, okay. I guess we got to settle this. You said Army of Dead over nothing, nothing but trouble. Clearly, Dan. Do you want to go before me? Or, no, it's your turn. This is my movie. I would rather watch Nothing But Trouble than Army of the I'm Dead. I'm going Nothing But Trouble. Oh, my <laughs> God. Damn, dude. <laughs> nothing But Trouble is a way easier watch than fucking Army of the Dead. And in no way am I saying this movie is good. In yeah, no, we're not saying that. Yeah. It, a, a 2.0 to me is not good. So we got Army of the Dead, Nothing But Trouble, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Karan, which one are you choosing out of the... Which one would you rather watch if you walked into the theater and those were the only three movies? Army of the Dead, I guess. I think I'd take Nothing But Trouble. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. This is alarming. Maybe, maybe Dan and I have a connection to it. Maybe there's a nostalgic thing 
connecting it to it. I I I don't know. I'm 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 legitimately saddened at your uh Yeah, this is the most emotional flag, flag in the ground over this. Because there aren't there's nothing funny if you're saying the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a failed horror film, there's not one goddamn joke in this movie. This film hit you like MXP hit me. Like it was just I didn't that now that I don't understand. Just watch watch yourself, counselor. <laughs> MXP looks like Citizen Kane compared to this. <laughs> yes. Castle Blanca. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, before we in, end up hating each other, Dan, let's let's get out of here. Folks, 1991, nothing but trouble. Apparently, it's causing nothing but trouble on the big board here. Um, Check it out. Directed by Dan Aykroyd. It's a mess, yes. But you know what? I think it's worth a watch at least once. People slow down at car wrecks, man. Yeah, you know? You're like, whoa, what the fuck was that? check it out but from all of us here at five day rentals we'll see you next week and uh stay afterwards cron howard is gonna reveal his next or the next film for this category crash and burn crash and burn baby buddies forever What's up, everybody? Laundry Dan just checking in here. Uh, Make sure you follow us on Letterboxd. Uh, Make sure you follow the YouTube page. We got one of those. And you know what? Fuck it. Just throw us a fucking email. 5dayrentalspodcast at gmail.com. Check us out. Follow us. Rate us. Love y'all. Alright boys, uh, welcome back. Did you enjoy your night shower? Uh, so refreshed. I mean, you need a shower after that movie. Got all that uh, bratwurst juice off of me. Mm-hmm. All that, all those pickles and bones, you know. My mm-hmm. lips are still red from Hawaiian Punch, but... <laughs> I, I see your mustache, though. They mm-hmm. sure are. Uh, Alright, so we're going to be wrapping up Viewer discretion advised. It's time for another Cron pick. And coming off of the next generation, it should be all all up from here. We hope. But it's hard to gauge with the most current ratings that came out. <laughs> where we're ultimately going to land. Um, so I picked a movie. This is from the year 2000. It is a film that I saw probably in 2000 at a friend's house. And there was one scene that I remembered. And I still remember it. I looked it up yesterday. And I was like, I think this is the way to go. So this movie has a few things that I like. 
It's got one Vince Vaughn. Oh, God. And it has a musician making a movie. We're going to be watching The Cell, directed by Tarsum Singh. Jennifer Lopez. That's right. You guys seen this thing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're going to watch it again. This might this might be in a particular category of We'll talk about it after. We'll see. Yeah. Tarsum. All right. I haven't seen this since the first time I watched it, so not really sure what to expect. I could see you watching this as like a 13 or 14 year old and being creeped the fuck out Mm -hmm. by a few things. So shit. Yeah. We paying for this sucker? I think so. It used to be on HBO, but I looked it up earlier today and I don't think it's free anywhere. Oh, no problem. I, uh, before we get too far, I just flipped through my notes as I was writing this down. Remind me, I need to tell you the, rate my letterbox scores oh shit that's right sorry oh um user score for nothing but trouble for letterbox is 2.4 really high so that yeah that means that there's threes and 3.5s crowd so there's people worse than us yeah there are also you know a lot of mentally disturbed people out there yeah uh, our rate my letterbox score. I got a one. Uh, you both had a point five. You guys uh, want to know what the other movie I had in mind was? Yeah, sure. We can alternate if you want. If you think it'd be a better podcast episode. But the other one was uh, Zombie Two by Lucio Fulci, which I saw way like. It was probably the first Italian horror movie I'd ever seen. I think I'd only seen like Halloween or, you know, like probably some Halloween, some Friday the 13th, some Nightmare on Elm Street. No, I think we should do the cell. I think we should stay with the cell. All right. Let's stick with the cell. Vincent Girofno, man. Jennifer Lopez. Vince Vaughn. Mm-hmm. I actually watched uh, Freaky. How was that? It's, it's not a porno. Um, no, I know you Not bad, because Vince Vaughn has to play like uh, a teenage girl, so it, it's pretty. It's pretty good. It's not bad. Little hour and twenty-five minute film. You know what? Uh, it's cool with Vince Vaughn. He's in this movie about this guy who's got. He's a like and a super, and yeah, he's like a super badass. Mm-hmm. Like I had a friend tell me about it and he like, my friend's like fucking obsessed with this movie. We'll probably and watch it on the podcast. He can like, <laughs> he can like punch the shit out of stuff and like, rip a car apart. Yeah, rip yeah a car he like apart rips a car variants. apart. And yeah, he just. <laughs> what a good goddamn movie. <laughs> We're going to watch it on this fucking, podcast. Don't worry. Fucking insane. I assumed that that was on your list of movies we're watching eventually it was like in your bank and you built something around it 
got a so, whole category built around it. Like so. category with like numbers in the title or something. Mm, not that specific, but oh, okay. I got something in mind. Speaking of new categories, I guess we got to release mine next next week, right? Yeah, you got to have your your list tightened up because we're gonna roll for you. Oh, I got it. It's tight, bro. Tight. It's like a nun, baby. It's tight. Next time it comes around to me, I'm writing medieval times on every single card. Which, Kron, I am so ready for you for that one. I have found a film. Yes, I will. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know it's good when Dan speaks in fragments. The other day, bro. Kyle. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. (laughs) You motherfucker. When he goes all Gary Busey. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I found one to rival what you're going to do to us. And then you're mad at us for nothing but trouble? Yes. He was so serious in his note-taking there. Yes. I'm I'm so scared. He's so quick to call any of us out on any sort of hypocrisy or He's the one that causes all the chaos. Mm Mm-hmm. I am outlining this. this There's so be... many times where he says shit that I think is so unnecessarily mean, and I just have to like push past it. I'm looking forward to the next review show. Well, there's not going to be one. Oh, there's oh, going to be Did you one. just write down that you're taking it down a whole point? No. I wrote down an idea for something we can all discuss together. Let's discuss it now. No. Yeah. I'm going to save Why it for not? the review show. Because I'm going to have to put some research into it. We have to go back and listen to other episodes? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, here's the thing. I'm simultaneously confident in our argument and our rating and everything, but the, the look on Kron's face... If it's I, like he's like I got this fucking nuke I'm gonna drop on these motherfuckers. Like it's it's terrifying. If I wrote down dialogue from Nothing But Trouble and handed it to you on a piece of paper and I said, "This is a script I'm working on. Will you let me know what you think?" You would think this is the worst thing I've ever read in my life. You you could write down dialogue from Brain Scan and I'd be like. This is horrid because mm-hmm. that was terrible dialogue as well. But you gave but brain scan three It's not people arguing about how fat they are and what a ball peen hammer is. Yeah, but people get fat and have ball peen hammers in real life. Brain scan's about a made up fucking video game. You can't compare this category went from brain scan. <laughs> To nothing but trouble to the cell. Is now mm-hmm. going to what will be the most visually striking movie. <laughs> like visuals 3.0, like already. Whenever I watched Nothing But Trouble, 
I literally thought Dan is getting back at me for bumping him off the bottom of the list. <laughs> like Dan is purposely no. tanking. Because when I watched it, I knew Kron. I said, Kron's coming in at a point five here. Maybe a one. I should have just given it a point five. I said, but Bones, I said, he's going to rewatch it and he's going to rate it higher. Because after my second viewing, I was like, God damn it, dude. I think I got to rate this a two. I, I, you posted your little review of thinks a fucking lot, Dan, (laughs) but I still thought you would come in and say like, you know what? It's shitty, but I had fun. So, well, yeah, hence my one point five. I was like, he's gonna he's gonna be a one point five or a one. I didn't think it would be. I didn't think you'd hate it as much as you hated it, or seem to dislike it rather. Well, today you were talking like I got some stuff to say, and I was like, oh shit, maybe he like enjoyed it a little bit more than than what his review let off. I think what I had to say was it felt like a film from someone who got kicked in the head. <laughs> it's it's absolutely a movie a guy or a movie from a guy who was given forty million dollars, and nobody said whoa 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 no no don't do that. I gave it a one because it's a unique vision. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's a plus one for me. Is is the uniqueness of it? Texas Chainsaw was a unique vision. <sighs> it's just but it's, Texas <laughs> Texas Chainsaw is because it comes from something like so like oh god damn that's awesome. Maybe that's why for me I, that's a and, good point. And nothing but that trouble is, a good is point. something that was totally independent. To not a a fran not a franchise. I don't want to. Yes, well, I guess what, Texas Chainsaw he, is a franchise, but he basically took the structure of Texas Chainsaw and made his own movie from it. <laughs> there are similarities with Texas Chainsaw. Yes, I will agree, but I think it's still something on its own that wasn't supposed to be a new like take on something we already something great that we already had i think that's probably why to me nothing but trouble is like let's take that horror thing of these people wrong place wrong time and how do you skew that and make that funny oh the bad guy is 90 years old and falling apart and has a dick for a nose and like instead of being in this like creepy bone house it's like a creepy bone house with all this engineering and stuff Texas Chainsaw Massacre is like here's this cool franchise thing let's try to revamp it oh we should also try to make it a black comedy and totally fail I that's thank you for saying that Dan I got your back bro with the guy who co-wrote the original that's yeah. like how do you go I mean, I'm not defending the next generation. I'm saying it's crazy to me that you guys have drastically different scores for these two films. I, it's it is funny to think that what we're arguing is the distance between the two. Like mm-hmm. it's it's. 
I think they're both very bad films. <laughs> oh, they're... If you walked up to the theater and seen nothing but trouble or Texas Chainsaw Massacre of the Next Generation, you'd be like, I ain't going to the fucking movies tonight. <laughs> I agree with you. But yeah, I, I don't, there's this. I mean, and you had great fucking actors in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You had McConaughey and you had fucking Zellweger. Oh, yeah, McConaughey is giving his all. And then in this movie, you've got John Candy and Chevy Chase barely trying. So Are these the worst movies with, like, grade-A actors? I guess, well, I guess Chevy Chase and... Dan There's Edward some shit that's up there. A. Yeah, you can't... Re- yeah, I guess... If you're right. talking about, like, maybe at their peak, it'd be interesting... Because McConaughey and Zellweger, you know, they're still pretty new. 91, all the guys in this movie, it's sort of, they're on their down, mm-hmm. downside of the hill. I mean, I'm sure this, this probably fucked Chevy, because I think he does what, Invisible Man after this? That was like 92 or 93. I think it was more Dan Aykroyd got Oh, the, they probably the like... Hit. Get the fuck out of here, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Because yeah. he doesn't make anything until like Blues Brothers 2000, I think. Which is Unwa- unwatchable. Terrible. Who knows? We might do it for the pod. You, <laughs> you both will give it a 4.5. Jesus. <laughs> the one time we've made Cron Howard upset. You guys oh, just... this isn't the only time. No way. What if... What if... Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation was Bones's film. I would have, I would still give it a one. I would not be. I'm, I'm really not trying to defend the Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation. It's to me, these are like, these are basically just, the same I can't movie. Wait. I can't wait till fucking Pinocchio's Revenge comes, Kron. Well, that's and kind you gotta of gotta deal with that raft. That's kind of a pick for you. So, <laughs> and it's your pick. It's like my gift to you. That's. <laughs> I still gotta review it, bro. Yeah, you gotta review it, but it's a gift to you that we're covering Pinocchio's Revenge. All right, this is looking to be a close to three-hour episode. I imagine we're going to cut some of this. Yeah, we're going to cut some of it, but let's let's get out of here before we start drawing blood from each other. <laughs> nothing but trouble has you think, caused nothing but trouble. You think you think the guys on on that one podcast that we were just talking about off mic, you think they fight like this? You nah, think pe- they're, they're you not think that pe- into it. You think people are getting that drama? on some of these fucking <laughs> PG-rated movie po- podcasts. If Dan Aykroyd and Kim... Hinkle? Well, Hinkle could hear this right now. Kim Hinkle? They, Kim Hinkle? Did <laughs> you, you conjure me? Hey, Kim, uh, we were just You discussing, guys talking about my movie? Uh, did you ever see Nothing But Trouble? 
Oh, it's great. It's great. It's nothing like anything I'd ever make. Wow. <laughs> Seems like, well, like you know, pandering. I couldn't, I couldn't dream of making anything like that. No way. You basically did make that. No, I made... But, Look, I made a real fucked up version of it years later. It didn't work, though. It didn't work. Well, we're just kind of having an, the biggest argument that I think our podcast has ever had is between Nothing But Trouble and Texas Chainsaw Massacre of the Next Generation. So uh, we were just oh, kind of well, wondering if you why could Why would clarify. there ever be an argument? There's nothing I could make that's in good as, as Danny Ox. No way. <laughs> No way. Well, we did talk to Brian De Palma earlier, and he did confirm that that was Dan Aykroyd's nickname. He so. knows a di- he knows a different side of Danny. He calls him Danny Aki. I like him Danny Ox. So you know. <laughs> when did you meet uh, Dan Aykroyd? Uh, so I was obviously born in the late '30s. So I followed. I, I'm kind of old. I'm much older than I think. Um, you still smoke? Every day. I don't have that voice, though. I have a much softer voice for a smoker. Usually it gets a little heavy. I was going to say. A little raspy. Like, yeah. Um, I think it's the tea. I think it's the honey and the tea. Oh, yeah. You are from Texas. I mean. Yeah, so it's a lot of sweet tea. Um, a lot of barbecue? It's so much. It's too much barbecue. It's too much. Yeah, but it's so good, though, right? It gets all... It's, it's so good. It's too much. It's like church on Wednesday. It's like, I'm already coming here Sunday. Yeah. Um, anyway, we don't, we don't Danny Aggie, Donnie Ox, whatever you want to call him, he's a god. He's an SNL god. So, so if it, our question is, if, if you're walking into the theater that night and you look up and you see Texas Chainsaw Massacre the next generation's playing at seven and you see nothing but troubles seven oh five. Like which which one are you going into? Well I'm a modest person and I want to get popcorn, so I'm gonna go with nothing but trouble. So I'm gonna right. urinate, I'm gonna wash my hands, I'm gonna get some popcorn. If those are your movie selections, you should buy the popcorn and leave the theater. <laughs> Eat it in your car alone with no sound playing. Apparently Karan thinks you should just leave and go watch Army of the Dead. You should just you should just leave and sit in your car and eat a whole are large you popcorn. About Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead? Yeah, Zack uh Snyder. Oh my yeah. god. He's a visionary. He's a he's just a visual masterpiece just everything he does the the man himself oh yeah he's, he's so cut have you seen him he's he's got tattoos oh my gosh are you working working on anything right now sir i've been trying to make next generation the next generation <laughs> for for two decades i would love to see that Matthew McConaughey will not return my calls. <laughs> I'm sure he won't. Renee Zellweger, she just gets thinner and thinner. Well, she she also went. I can't open her eyes, man. I mean, no, she, I know. It, I had I specially I worked with James Cameron to design a camera that had a thin lens that would allow me to actually film Renee Zellweger in three dimensions. I 
She she might not be able to hear the phone ringing because she probably went deaf in one ear on your film. I think if the phone rings, she blows to one side. A, a light breeze will <laughs> pick her yeah. up and carry her off. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, it's a great way to end the show. Let's just end on a high note here. Well, I'm so that'd glad. Be my, that'd be my recommendation as a director. I mean, I'm so glad that here on Five Day Rentals we have access to just multiple directors. Honey, you call me anytime. Anytime. Call Kim. I'm there. Yeah, that... Why'd your parents name you Kim Hinkle? Well, I'm I'm named after my grandmother. <laughs> Is it short for Kimberly? It, it was. It was. Daddy thought that that'd be too much, so they shortened it to Kim. She made quilts during the war. The quilts were not sent anywhere during the war. She just had a stand on the side of the road. Just happened to be she started on the day we invaded. Was this a civil war or no? This is the this is uh, the Desert Storm. <laughs> so she just happened to be alive during the time of the war. It's well quilts. after I was born. They changed my name after I was born. I used to be Kevin. But Kevin said, Hinkle. Yeah, but they said my voice was not that of a Kevin. They said if anything, you're named after Kimberly. So, 55 years old, having your name changed because <laughs> yeah. your grandmother sells quilts during the Iraqi conflict. It's very confusing. Well, sir, we we appreciate what you do. Um, were you Bye surprised? Now. I got to go to church. So it's, it's <laughs> I was going to ask you again. if you were surprised if we covered you that your film. Like, has any ever any other podcast ever done that? Uh, several. Um, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Usually podcasts with only like 15, 16 downloads. So usually it's a um, it's a sign that your podcast won't be popular covering one of my movies. But I hear you guys get Brian De Palma on your show. So Yeah, he's a, he's a prized possession around here. Mm-hmm. 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 Does that Nate Hand show up on this show too? Oh, you know about that guy? Oh my gosh, I can't keep him away. I think there's uh, a well. Isn't there a warrant out for him in Texas? So yeah, he's a he's a creepy guy. But mm-hmm. you know, I think we're gonna. I think the fans dig him. Now, the last time I was in the line at the post office, sending away an autographed copy of Next Generation, I did see a, you know, a wanted poster with Nate Hands. He had this wonderful hat, and this <laughs> mustache that went out wider than the hat. Mm-hmm. That's him. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a character. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. You guys should call the cops next time, though. <laughs> now I know I made a horror movie about chainsaws and killing and all that, but you shouldn't be messing around. Call the authorities. That's good advice. Mm-hmm. And that Brian De Palma, you should cover up those cameras. Uh, that's just his. And if McConaughey ever is Order on the show, you guys got to tell him to call me back. I got Next Generation, Next Generation 2 ready to <laughs> shoot simultaneously. We're doing this Brian De Palma Skyface style. Uh, we'll, we'll be sure to pass that on to uh, to Brian the next time he comes on. And uh, okay. 
Thank you for joining us, uh, uh, Kim. Oh, we, it's uh, anytime. You just conjure me. We appreciate your work. Mm-hmm. You guys are a delight. Both a delight. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, oh, Five man. Day Reynolds. What did I miss, dude? Oh, Kim Hinkle showed up. Kim Hinkle showed up. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I got to quit drinking, man. It's I just end up having to pee in the middle of the podcast. Shit. Two world-famous directors tonight. For real. And Dan Aykroyd. And a Dan Aykroyd film, the only film he ever directed. And Kron's pissed. He's going to take it out on us later, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, Crash and Burn, Five Day Reynolds. Next week is The Cell from 2000. How can you not listen? Buddies forever. Buddies forever, Crash and Burn. Go fucking iceberg. <laughs>